Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here joining as always my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Once again. Hello. I'm back once again to talk about Impact Wrestling. A lot has happened since we last talked about Impact. It's come Slammiversary. We can talk about Impact Wrestling. My newly acquired packet of tobacco. The fact fact I'm eating a sandwich. If you feel those last two things are important to you... You, you feel free to talk about if, what you want to talk Le- about. If they are important to me, I assume they may be important to some people also. That is, if they also have, happen to be having a sandwich when they listen to this. Who knows? They could be having a sandwich and all for all we know, someone's listening to this while they're on the toilet. Very true. We may, we may also be having a roll. Maybe. And not a sandwich. Or a... Or a baguette. Why is that important, though, right now? Because I'm eating a sandwich. I know you're eating a sandwich, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I know. <laughs> yes, we're here to talk about Impact Wrestling. We last talked about Impact come uh, Slammiversary, obviously. It was in June this year. Uh, we talked about all the fall and everything. We're leading into against all odds, but against all odds, feels like a decade ago at this point. It really does. Because not just that a lot has happened at Impact, but it feels like a lot has happened, you know, and just in wrestling in general, you know? Oh, yeah, so much has happened since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think we even have to talk about the major thing. Everyone knows about that yeah, already. Yeah, everybody already knows about that. You know, we had SummerSlam and everything. Well, people were buzzing about that. Oh, fuck, I was buzzing about SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, that was great, you know, but... Let's just say we're here to talk about the other greatness in wrestling, which is Impact, Impact Wrestling. That God damn yeah. it! So, uh, no, it's a good time to be you know watching the the wrestling. Cause oh hell yeah! You got Impact Wrestling, everything. Now I'm becoming more. Not that I wasn't a fan of WWE, but I'm getting more of an interest. I'm wondering like, oh, well, is this thing I need to take over? Like, oh, this thing that I might need to yeah, yeah, to right. watch. That's I still haven't. I still haven't watched. Sorry, guys. I still watched. There's that Gauntlet match from a few weeks ago where they. They give a lot, quite a bit of time to the women on SmackDown when Shayna Baszler won her title show. I haven't oh, watched yeah, that, but yeah. I've heard it was very good. There. No, it was. Well, I what? watched that. It was, it was very good. Last week's had a couple of really good US title defences. I still haven't had time to check out. Yeah, yeah. Th- you'll, you'll really need to check out when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. The one between him and Champa. Yeah. Awesome match. Oh, awesome is fucking match. Isn't he? The fact that he's getting some good time on the roster now. Mm-hmm. And the very fact that we're talking about the dub when we're when we're doing an impact show says what the very thing that Triple H is doing just now, he's really making the fans and as a like your your show allegiance aside, yeah. As a wrestling fan, yeah. A, as you say, it's a phenomenal time to be a wrestling fan. Like there's new things happening in the dub. AEW's uh. still, you know, trying. Well they've got a pay per view like classic cast coming on Saturday the third AEW's got people view the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of both shows, which you could, you can't be, you know, you don't have to just pick one, you know, one thing. That's a big weekend wrestling. Plus, and on the actual weird thing coming up. Yeah, on the Saturday, also on the Sunday, but at a different time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Sunday, they're doing a thing called World Collide where they're having the champ, big stars of NXT UK going up against the people of NXT US. Yeah. And, then the, and then the big news came out today at time recording that basically they're going to be. Kind of almost doing away with NXT UK, but they're launching NXT Europe. 
Yeah. Which is a big, I heard it's a big thing, which could be very interesting. I think it's the case of like Triple H had this big plan of putting NXT territories across the world. Then basically when NXT two when all shit came on, he kind of shut that down. But as soon as he got back in, we're like, wait, about this globalized NXT thing. I mean, just mm. the stuff that we feel that he's got on it. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Forget, forget what that old daddy was saying. We're sorting this shit. Just looking around, make sure Vince is dying. But wait, about NXT. Yeah. They put all this colourful graffiti pish in this 2.0. They've gone black and gold again. I'm annoyed that they even called it NXT 2.0 and kept that for so long. I had a similar issue when Smackdown went live on Tuesday, and for a good three years it was called Smackdown Live. Like, it's just Smackdown. Call it Smackdown for God's no, sake. No, just like you say, call it NXT. Yes, even though it's a different NXT, you still recognise as NXT people are still the NXT champions. It shouldn't be NXT 2.0, it should be NXT, the shape that fucking Vince and Kevin came up with. And I still maintain my thing about when they changed from the reality show format to a new format, which was they had black and gold, that was technically 2.0, so it means the colour version is 3.0, and whatever Triple H then turns it into now will be 4.0. I think, I think it'll be like New Coke, you know? <laughs> it'll bring it back as black and gold and call it NXT Classic. <laughs> I... Our customer, our viewers watch NXT for his wrestling, not for its colour scheme. I'm sure our new NXT life will be just as popular. Very interesting. NXT classic. And then Ben's walking away. Well, that's the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, my po- the way it was saying anyway. Well, that's but the my point was like it's the idea of like the timing being kind of a wrestling fan. There's so much going on mm. and everything. You got, and then you also got. But I'm a big fan of of New Japan who is just finishing their big month long uh, G1 tournament yeah, I, I keep um, and that's probably the reason why I haven't been able to watch much else because that, yeah. that takes up a lot of your time if you want to follow along yeah, with it I keep meaning to like because I'm really wanting to branch out because I'm I'm loving Impact I'm loving WWE I'm not willing to give AEW a chance yet I just can't do it it's, I, I, get, I get what you're doing but I do want to check out New Japan and I want to check out like IWGP. Yeah, they're doing a thing with because uh, uh, Bushi Road is a company that owns New Japan. They're their parent mm. Apparently, they produce a lot of anime over in Japan. And they, a few years ago, also acquired the big female promotion there, Stardom. And also, they've got a US show, New Japan, called New Japan Strong. And apparently, they're doing a thing between Stardom and New Japan Strong to finally introduce an IWGP Women's Championship. Wow, which cool. is quite interesting. Also, New Japan announced. Because there were rumours they were coming to the UK in October, but they're doing a show called World Quest on the 1st and 2nd of October over in London. Yeah. So, again, and all around the world. Whatever uh, company it is, like Bandido wrestles for? Triple A primarily. He's popped up and he used to work for Ring of Honor, but once he dropped the belt and that big unification match to John yeah, yeah. and then it's kind of been up in the air where he goes. But no, I like I say, I I seen Bandido uh-huh. at Emergence. Mm-hmm. I, one match I've seen him in, I fucking love that guy I think he might still be the PWG champion he was he's won the belt there he's won belts in AAA and, and Ring of Honor the guy, the guy that he wrestled in that match as well uh, Horus. Horus. He, yeah. he was really fucking awesome too but I mean Bandito fucking suplexed the guy with one arm yeah. off the top turnbuckle <laughs> I seen him do that and I was like you fucking crazy awesome bitch man I love you <laughs> you crazy man so, like I said, there's a lot going on. Uh, obviously, emergence happened, and now we're fully on the road to Bound for Glory, mm-hmm. which had a, which had a change in its tone because it was meant to be apparently October eighth and uh, somewhere in Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. But I think October eighth is also the day that uh, 
WWE is planning on doing their Extreme Rules pay per view. Yeah. And so Impact said, no, we don't want to do it the same day as WWE. So we went, they wanted they changed it to Friday the 7th. But apparently, the venue they wanted to do the, the show in, Connecticut said, Oh, sorry, the venue's not available on the 7th. <laughs> so they changed it entirely. Now they're going to hold the show Friday the 7th in Albany, New York. Albany. Yes, which I think is good because, like, New York's, uh, wherever you go, New York's a prime market for wrestling and everything. And also, you know, I know they're doing their specials like Emergence on Fridays, but it's the first time they've done a proper pay-per-view, and the first time Brave Glory's been on a Friday. Mmm. Which is interesting. Again, if you're like me, when I sometimes I go to my brothers when, like, wrestling, when there's, like, an Impact show the day before a WWE pay-per-view, the times I went to stay with my brother, we stayed up, watched the Impact on the one day, then wow. stayed up the next day to watch WWE. Yeah. You can have... No, like, you're totally... That's totally awesome what you're saying, and I'm sorry I got distracted, I just heard heavy rainfall there. Well, that's Scotland, you know. No, that, that particular fact makes me happy. <laughs> you know me, I have, I, too, know. I have too much black and fur to, mm-hmm. you know, I have too much black and too much fur and too much heavy things to deal with the summer weather. I understand. I understand. It, the summer weather does not love me. <laughs> but your phone might, because you've got a message now, don't you? I do. That was my my awesome boy telling me that he's going to be in for it. Like he's supposed to be. Good boy. He's a good boy. Make it a bit soaked on his way back, but you know. I think he will. Considering he went out wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. And a and a and a hoodie. So mm-hmm. you know, I tell him to take a jacket. It's on on his own head. Be it. I know. You know, you can only tell them to do if we don't listen. Then on. No, no. So what do you make of like this whole new format? Remember, as we were talking about the. The, f- the specials and now, for this instance, the pay-per-views being on a Friday. No, I think, I, I think that's a good idea because, I mean, on a Friday, what are most people doing on a Friday? They're getting together yeah. with their friends, you know, you're having a few drinks, you're in that mood of, like, end of the week, yeah, shit's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And if you're a wrestling fan, what are you going to want? Yeah. You're going to want wrestling. Absolutely. And, I mean, if you've got, like, even if you're a casual impact fan, right, say you're predominantly, like, a WWE guy yeah. or an AEW guy or girl or whatever, right? And you're a casual impact fan. On a Friday, uh-huh. you can go, yeah. well, I mean, what did, what did AEW do on a Friday? A uh, so-called Rampage. Oh, I've heard that. It's a bit... Mm. Yeah, so let's just let's yeah. put it in a positive lens. Say you've got your Friday night Smackdown, right? Yeah. You've got your Smackdown, and then you go, well, yeah, I've got my Smackdown, but I've got my Impact as well. That's phenomenal, you know? But yeah, like you say, you've got your rampage, and yeah, if if you can if you can find time to put AEW in there when you've watched, you know, yeah, the the, the main show which is SmackDown and yeah. the soon to be main show Impact, mm-hmm. you know, or at least on level because uh-huh. let's be honest, WWE Impact, and then maybe if there's time we'll get to AEW, uh-huh. like, where where we've got their third division, the champion. Yeah, we have uh, on this. On me, and my brother were staying up to watch Emergence. Like we didn't watch all of it because I, 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 my eyes were fading because obviously it was late at night and everything. And so yeah. I didn't end up watching. I didn't end up watching the Alex Shelley, Alexander match until later because honestly, like I want to stay up. I want to be focused. I want to appreciate this match. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, and don't don't put spoilers in until we get to it. But yeah. just simple, quick question, like. Do you have positive thoughts on the main event? I do, I do. You do? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I knew I would, given the talent involved, but I wanted to probably oh, appreciate Yeah. Because like, I didn't want my pain to be skewed, because like, oh, it was good, but then I was also tired. And yeah, well, the point yeah. was, we turned it off, and my brother switched over to BT Sport, because uh, he has that, and SmackDown was also like, 
on but the stupid about to start we kind of had it on in the background as we were both getting ready to go to bed and everything yeah, he, was tidy, yeah. he was you know tidying up and everything getting his dogs off to the the bed and everything <laughs> and so we were kind of watching have watching in the background and everything while as it was on because my brother was like i like him back being a fady but i'm starting to get he's getting more into the wwe now and the wwe now because under the changes so he's making more of an effort to watch more on smackdown but he's like i like him back now being a fady it's convenient but now it's also interfering with SmackDown, so I don't know what to think he says. Oh, see, that's the wrong attitude. It's not interfering. You're yeah, dead. but you want to watch both on the Friday. Oh, hell, you, hell yeah, you do. But I mean, you should you should look at it in the long term. Like, look at the wider picture. That means like, if you love Impact and you love your WWE, you have got double wrestling that you can watch. I know. You know, you have you have a double helping of awesome in ring action. Mm-hmm. God, I could be a commentator for wrestling, goddammit. I hype it so much. I know. Because I love it. I know. I, I, I really do. And the fact that, like, WWE is getting, you know, good and competent again yeah. is making me so happy because I grew up on that shit. I know. And the fact that Impact has been solid since I started watching again, yeah. you know, I have... Impact, which is my predominant show, and this is me personally, right? Yeah. Impact is my predominant show. I fucking love Impact. My favourite team is VBD. <laughs> That's no surprise, you know, when they're mad psychos, I'm a bit of a mad psycho. Love it. He waves his hand a little. Yeah, I could say more, but I won't. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I fucking love Impact. I'm starting to like WWE again, which I grew up with and made me happy. So... Yeah, as a wrestling fan, I'm pretty much spoiled for choice at the minute. Yeah, no, and that's what you want to be. Yeah, and plus with the with emergence, I've been introduced to like wrestlers who, in turn, will introduce me to other organizations yeah. like AAA and mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor, and yeah, you know, I'm like you say, at the minute, you are spoiled as a wrestling fan. Absolutely, there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, uh, before we get in, properly into into Empire, and we've already hinted at some things that we already. I'm big fans of uh, recently, but yeah. is there anything other than your sandwich which you've never finished <laughs> that you want me to talk to the people about, you know, since our last episode? Oh, well, I mean, I did mention to you before we started recording, I got a nice and funky new top, you know. I, Quite heavy on the sleeves. No, no, it's, oh, like, it's like fuzzy and feathery oh, and messy and cool. I didn't Feel know what it's cool. Yeah, it's very, it very fuzzy and messy. Yeah, you know me and my, my penchant for unique tops. Yes, you, you know. know. Well, a very unique individual, aren't you? I really am. I'm uniquely fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I had I I convinced my mum today as well to do a a double walk. Usually, she'll just walk down to the shops and then she'll you know taxi back. But I was like, no, no, we do not have money for such luxuries as transport today. We will walk. Mm-hmm. And we walked down, and we walked the back up, and she felt better for it. And I was like, see, walking is good. <laughs> you know. Um, I had been enjoying some Lemmy before you came up. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I dyed my hair today. Oh, yeah. even, even well, look at my forehead. Oh, yeah. I wonder, yeah. I wonder where those little black bits were. Yeah, I dyed I mean, my forehead. I, mean, I, did, I, mean, I felt impolite to just stop and look. I was like, what's the deal with your face? No, no, I, I dyed my forehead. I... I awoke today at half past three in the, the morning. morning. Yes. Jesus. I, I went to bed at a reasonable time, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Went to bed around 10-ish. Right out. 
slept very deep, very sound. Very rarely do I get that that, yeah. that, that luxury of boom right to sleep. Yeah, but woke up at half three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Fucking perky as fuck. I was, you know that way sometimes you wake up middle of the evening, you're like, oh, God, I need to go back and sleep more. Go yeah. away, wakeness. Mm-hmm. But no, I woke up at half three and I was like, fuck, I cannot sleep. I am wide awake. So I twatted about and watched fucking Netflix for two hours. And I went, yeah, that's a reasonable time. I will go and shower now. Yeah. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to go shower, I'll dye my hair. Me being, like, I felt awake, but obviously my brain had not caught up yet. I went to dye my hair and I put the little stupid gloves on that you do. Mm-hmm. And then went to squeeze out the dyeing cream stuff. And I went... That looks a lot whiter than usual. <laughs> anyway, then you know what part of your brain that you're like, you dick, you have not mixed the fucking chemicals yet, you dick. <laughs> so I had to gently remove the gloves, mix the tube of stuff in, sugar the stuff, and then just squeeze it onto the gloved hands and just mix in the white shit that was on the gloves. Because I'd, I'd put it on the glove and rubbed it in at first, and I went, wait a minute, <laughs> you've done this wrong. And I was like, don't worry, I can remedy it. And like, I sat there for five minutes trying to remove the fucking glove from one finger. You know, I have a thing about, you know, with sleep, a couple of annoying things that I'm strongly dealing with right now. Uh, one, one of them is my penchant for suddenly waking up either an hour to an hour and a half before my alarm's meant to go off oh. with the need to need for the toilet. And, like, because I know if I get up, the chances of me properly getting back to sleep before my alarm goes off yeah. aren't highest. I may get a little bit of sleep, but that'll end up me I'll be more tired for. But then, but then I know if I lie there, I think oh, I can't just go back to sleep because I know in the back of my mind that I need the toilet, <laughs> and so I won't be getting to sleep because I'll be thinking about it, and then I'll need the toilet more. So I might as well just get up and go to the toilet and everything. Um, yeah, you lie there and you're like, mm, I'm like a big toasty cinnamon <laughs> bun. <laughs> Gotta take a week. <laughs> yeah, I better get up. <laughs> and my other thing is, like, I've been trying to train myself again mm-hmm. because of working and everything. And sometimes, where I know I'll have like a lot of things to do, like, well, I know I can sometimes, like, okay, this thing I didn't get done today, but I can move it to the end of the week. This one isn't time sensitive, you know, with my work. But I want to, I, I've been trying to get up earlier and earlier because, like, you know, me be working from home has got me to think like, oh, I can wake up a bit later because I'll be working from home and yeah. working from home most of the day, get stuff done in my own time as long as it gets done. But I'm trying to get up at a more, an earlier time so I can get more done and not just work, but other things done during the day that I need to get done. So I've been trying to train myself to a proper student plan. But what I've, I've ended up doing is thinking of a reasonable time I want to get up and then setting my alarm for like 10 minutes before that. <laughs> because I know for a fact the way my mind and body work that I'll set the alarm the thing will go off and I will not feel the immediate urge to get up and go and try and face this day my thing will be like, still so tired don't want to move and my my brain see my body move and my body's like, no, I don't want to move and I just <laughs> lie there and like, get up, you idiot, get up, get up and then the time I've taken to lie there and tell myself to get up, I could have already got up and done something with the day. See, I, I hate the whole morning slog and the morning routine. I mean, I know I am not working at the moment and such, but 
it's that horror because I always think like when you get into bed in the evening, you know yeah. you're settling. The bed's yeah. awesome, your horizontal is all awesome, but when you wake up the next day, it's when you wake up the next day, bed is the most comfortable place in the world. Yeah, it's the right kind of warm, and you feel one with the bed and the quilt, and you're like, if I remove myself from this, I will never feel it again until the evening, and it will suck. And you will depress yourself with the lack of comfort. It would help me with this, like, setting a time to get up and get myself under a proper superpower. If I found a decent time to actually go at my bed at night when I know I'm work- when I know I'm working the next day. Do you have a set time? Well, a generalised set time that you stick to. Oh, I go to bed at least before midnight. But then there are times where, like, it's close to midnight, I went to my bed, or I've went, I get to bed after midnight because I've been doing something, like I've been up editing something or whatever, and it's taking longer than I need to. Mm. So more often than not, I say my I'm gonna go to bed at this time. And then I get to that time, like, well, I'm still doing stuff and I don't know how long this is going to take. Yeah, I, I had that lower day where I was sitting playing that fun-ass game I like on my phone, BitLife. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, I was just BitLifing and absent-mindedly looking up on occasion at the TV and doing my thing. And before I knew it, I checked the time. It was like fucking half one, two in the morning. I was like, fuck. And you know that, that way where you don't feel tired and the minute you realise what time it is, you end up feeling tired. You're like, your, bo- your body goes, ah, it is late. I must be tired now. And then you go, but, but I wasn't tired five minutes ago until I knew what time it was. I feel that sometimes when I'm waiting up to for pay-per-views, everything I get to like back at 11 or, or like, oh, I'm not that tired. You know, I've still got, I'll probably make it through a decent morning wrestling. Gets close to midnight, I start yawning uncontrollably. Like, oh, I hate I need, that shit. I need some caffeine or some sugar any day. And they keep myself awake, man. <laughs> Sitting there going like that, slapping yourself, going, wake up, damn it, wake up! You've been talking about sleeping and feeling tired. I'm starting to feel fucking tired right now. Just do talking you, about it. Do you need some Ovaltine in a hot water bottle? I'm not that old, fuck off. <laughs> That's the thing, hey, part, part of my... Nothing wrong with Ovaltine in a hot water bottle. There's a small... But I think there's a part of me in the back of my head that is, is resistant to the <laughs> idea of a set time you wait bed to get up because of work-related things because... That it's too adult for me. Like it's too, too much, too much of a one of those you no know, boring adult tests that I get to say you need to like. No, I don't want to do. do you it. know, Scott, I totally get you on that. I find it hard to adult nine ninety percent of the time. I find it horribly difficult to adult. <laughs> I've noticed. Like I'm, 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 I'm twenty six next month. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm 28 next month. Are you fucked? Don't lie to these people. <laughs> Don't start that spinning that push. In my head, I am. No, I'm fucking 38 next month. But like, it's going it's going to be hard for me to take. You're going to have to bring booze. I brought booze today. You'll have to bring more booze when I turn 38. How about you bring your own booze? But you're 38. You should be able to bring I, your own booze. You I bastard. will, but you'll need to bring some. T- it's going to be hard for me to take. I'll need I'll need Doctor Booze to help me. Well, every pass the birthday, you're just gonna get more and more inconsolable, aren't you? Yes, yes, I will. I'm not gonna be able to handle it, man. You're gonna need to help me through it. <laughs> so I, I won't be able to take it, man. When when that when that when that ticker ticks over to four oh, oh God, I'll be inconsolable. <laughs> it'll be it'll be on the couch. I'll be consoled. I'll be fucking talking to you like I'm your psychiatrist, like. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. You're rocking back for me. <laughs> that, 
sitting there chain smoking and crying, going, no, 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 I can't take it anymore. You're like fucking Joey and I was like, why, God, what? We had a deal. We had a deal. <laughs> oh, Lee Horrans. Yeah. I, 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 I will, I'll be weeping. I will weep when that hits me. <laughs> well, like... Uh, I, lo- I love how I want to take a conversation to you. Like, oh, what person? What are we up to? We from we from excited wrestling fans to being annoying old men, neurotic, annoying old fucks that can't handle the progression of age. No, I like well, like it's the idea of the fact that I'm I'm I say I'm going to be twenty six. I like I feel I'm getting further into where I'm technically meant to be classed as an adult here, but like oh. I'm, I'm trying to resist adulthood. As much as possible. Do you know the best way to resist adulthood? Alcohol. Alcohol and drugs. I can tell you guys that because you, it's fact that at mid sentence you grasped onto your can as you said. Yes, in a most desperate fashion. Like alcohol like, will save you from adulthood. Paul's hands trembling. Like, Make pain go away, fizzy thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know the drink. You know that one, the drink that's advertised. You know, the drink makes you want to kill yourself instantly. Yes. Yeah, black books reference there for you. <coughs> ah, you are disgusting. Yes, I am. But I'm not old. Not old. Debatable. <laughs> I am just. Haha! I'll I'll go with that slogan I seen on a T-shirt that I would never actually wear. Huh. I am just eighteen with twenty years experience. God damn it. That sounds, that's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking Yeah, heard. i seen that on a fucking t-shirt. It's worse than the whole when people say, oh, I'm this year's young, like... No, you... you're not. You're just old and pathetic. Fuck you. Like, I think saying your age plus the word young doesn't make you young. Like, just because you have the word years old doesn't automatically make you old. It's it's the it's, it's so... when you start saying things, I'm this many years young that makes you fucking old. It's a desperation of someone who is getting old and is clearly not processed it yet. See, oh, I, that's when I know you really need an intervention, Paul. When you start using a phrase like that, that's when I'll know, like, God, this man needs help. No, I, I need no help because I have, I have, I have, um, I have completely nullified my age progression by being drunk since I was 18, so. It's like, Paul said he was 38 years young and you left him alone? Yes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that because I, I lost all sense of time in my teens. Well, you know. Through a, ni- a nice heady mix of psychotropic drugs and lots of alcohol. Well, you know they say time is going to attract a human perception. Yeah, I, I, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> I have no perception of time. See, I still look fabulous. I wear funky, funky jumpers. So I'm cool, man. I'm cool. And anyone that says otherwise, fuck you. Well, before we get even more depressing with the fabrics of time, should we go back to Impact? The fabrics of my funky jumper. Yeah. So let's back to Impact Wrestling. Okay. I'll run through the card of in your, uh, the results of against you're the You were about to say in your house, right? I was. Uh-huh. Actually, I wasn't actually about to say, I think I was about to say in your odds, to be honest with you. That still kind of silly. But uh-huh. I'll read through the results, and if there's anything that... Because I know it feels ages ago, but if anything pops out to you that you want to talk about once I've read it all out... Go on then, go on. Hit at it. We had uh, two uh, countdown matches which featured uh, Black Taurus 
defeating Laredo Kid. We had Brian Meyer defeating Rich Swan in a dot combat match. Become- I'm surprised by the first result I was, and I was indifferent to the second one. To become the digital media champion, then on the main show we had the Motorcycle Machine Guns defeating the Bullet Club representation of Crispy and Ace Austin. That was a good match. We had East, We had uh, Chelsea Green and Dior Perazzo, the team then was Vexed, uh, spelled V-X-T. Yeah. Uh, defeating Mia Yim and Mickey James in a tag team match. We had Mike Bailey retaining his newly won uh, exhibition title against the former champion Trey Miguel. That was a great match. Uh, we had The Influence, now represented by Tino Dashwood and Giselle Shaw, unsuccessfully challenging Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie for the knockouts tag team That would be Rosemary and uh, Taya's final defence of that title, would it not? Well... Final successful. You know, that's what it. I mean, their final successful defence yeah, of their title. Then they would defend uh, Emergence, and we'll talk about that in a second. But then we had a 10-man Yeah, tag. I apologise for the, the communication breakdown there, but when I when I say their defence, I just mean they won. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We had the honour no one this time represented by Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and PCO being defeated by the team of Heath. Uh, the Good Brothers and America's Most Wanted Chris Harris and James Storm. Oh yeah, the it's old surpri- guys. A surprising uh, team being put together. I'm also surprised that Kenny King got put in this match but it seems like it's usually reversed where Vincent's in the match and Kenny King's on the outside but it's not direct. We had uh, Moose being defeated by Sammy Callan thanks to interference from Steve Macklin in a Clockwork Oris House of Fun match with yeah. Steve on commentary. We had- Mike Macklin is starting to get on my tits. We had Jordan Grace defeating Tasha Steeles for the uh, knockout sale match, where I believe during the match Tasha legit got injured, so she's going to be out for a little while. Oh, she dropped her out. See, I, I knew, you said at any point I want to talk about a match, I knew Tasha would get injured yeah. in a match, because Jordan, and I don't I don't mean to criticise Jordan, right, yeah, because yeah. usually Jordan's legit, she's on point, she's very sort of like, you know. Mm-hmm. But she really fucked up that finish. I don't know if she couldn't get a hold of Tasha right or whatever, but she took her and she looked like she just kind of. It looked like when Vader used to powerbomb people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that one grabs you, you're gonna get hurt. You know, people like when Vader used to powerbomb, he used to accept the fact that there was ninety percent chance you were gonna be hurt. Yeah. When Jordan did that move and the way she was struggling with it, I was like, I was sitting watching it with Brian. I was like, she doesn't quite have her right. And then no. she dropped on. I was like, ah, oh, God, because she kind of fell like shoulder and neck. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I said to Brian, I was sitting watching it. And I went, mm. you know, I sucked through her teeth. And I was like, ah, oh, God, man, she's hot. She's hot. Yeah. I never seen the throw up. Yeah. But I, I knew it, the ref was probably going, Oh, no, man, you yeah. fucked that. We also had Josh Alexander and Joe Doring in the main event. His first, Joe Doring's first proper pinfall loss in the yeah. wrestling. You know, we always say that Josh Alexander, you know, basically. Apologise for my phone there. You know, we always say Josh Alexander can have, like, basically a good match with anyone. Josh Alexander, you know, he's class and everything. This really tested the limits of how often Josh Alexander can make someone look good because. Wasn't a big fan of this one. This is you not? No. probably my least favorite Josh Alexander match I've seen. In well, a good I way. don't. I don't actually think. You know, I play devil's advocate here. I don't believe his Gazaler competitor was bad per se. Yeah. I just think that Josh and Joe have such different styles because Joe's maybe a big sort of hefty brawler. Yeah. 
and Josh is like you're like like an angle like a Benoit. Yeah. You know, he's like a technically gifted. He's a map based technical wrestler, mm-hmm. and Joe is like a, like a Joe is like a Sid. You know, Joe's. <laughs> Aye, but Joe, Joe is like a competent Sid, and I don't mean anything negatory towards Sid in that regard. It's just, you know how Sid was a bit plodding at times? Uh-huh. Well, Joe's like that. Joe's like Sid with Lunsen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, arguably, I'd take, maybe take Sid still over Joe Dory. And, like, again, not saying Joe is bad in any way, even though it sounds like I am. So it's basically but, the reverse of my one. Yeah, like, it seems like... He his style, given all he's been all these years in Japan as a big you know foreign big guy and everything. Yeah. They love that over there, and he said success in like Japan and everything. But it's like it's like if Psycho said and Jake the Snake had a kid. It really is. Yeah. But you, I think his style, I think because of the way they put this match together, it was too. It felt so old, kind of fashion like oh, no, George was favor and he tried struggling to get the big guy you know off his feet and yeah. everything and. It just given everything else, the style, different styles we've seen in Impact and everything. Do you feel it was just so dated? We've seen like we've seen so much stuff. Like we've seen like exciting X Division guys like Chris Bay and Ace Austin fight like a legendary tag team. The Machine Guns. We've seen Mike mm. Bailey and Trey Miguel. We've seen mm. the Lost and Knockouts kind of matches earlier on the card, and then we've seen a fun like hardcore style weird like brawl, and then just seeing this, it just felt like a dance would end the show. And like, and plus you never really felt like Josh. Was, was in any date. particular peril? Because uh, like, if he was going to lose it to any member of VVD, it was going to be Eric Young. So as big as scary as Joe Doring is, he just he felt knew like he was a, taking a loss. Then he was, just, he was just another like he was just a monster of the month kind of thing for Josh Alexander. Were you about to tie that there and go just another victim? <laughs> well, he was a victim because he lost to yeah. to Josh Alexander. So uh, that I, was just I, feel, I feel all the way Josh is at the moment. I'm sorry, Ken, but I feel no. the way Josh is at the moment as much as I fucking love him. Even if you gave him Taz's entrance, he still wouldn't be that interesting. <laughs> you know, he's such a and like he's an absolutely awesome in ring guy. Like Josh is phenomenal. I mean, that C four fucking spike. Uh-huh. <sighs> Jesus. Uh-huh. But. To be quite honest, he he needs to work on that character. He's got a little bit of the Benoit going on, you know what I mean? Oh. And I don't, that, I don't, that, and that's not what you want. I don't mean that in the in the. I mean that in the Technical wrestling, sense. the technique, you know, in the sort of yes, I am this guy. I will go out and attack this man and win against this man, oh, and yeah. that is all. Yes, I know. We we joked about Jim Benoit's probability on a recent episode of our retro review over at Rogue, here on Rogue Opinions. Over at Rogue Opinions. Robo Benoit, yes. they are talking whilst you're walking. It wasn't exactly as robo as we made Linda sound out. No, no, no. One of the many characters you can interact, we, we interact with over on our Rogue Retro Smackdown review uh, on Rogue Opinions, Robo Linda. So, sort of, post, uh, pre-later career Benoit was just Benoit Smash. Yeah, Benoit. Benoit win. Benoit get titles. Like I watched the thing from his, his match. He was meant to fight Brave at Starcade, and he said he ends up fighting Paris Saturn instead. And he tries. He, he cuts the promo and he tries to do Raven's whole quote the Raven evermore, but he fucks that up because quote he says quote the crippler instead of Raven, but he fucks that up because quote the crippler no more. It's never more you fucking Egypt. You had one word to remember. Just go quote the pigeon. <laughs> but speaking of Raven, he pops up. Just sat there awkwardly like a creep. Oh, you mean on his commentary stint? Oh uh, my god, man, that was awkward. 
I swear to God, like, Raven has took one too many hits to the head because he struggled to fit a fucking sentence together. It's like, <laughs> hey, well, we're walking in half of like, hey, Raven, like, this is a very unique file of match, you know, he's got, you know, Sam McHale, he seems to thrive in this kind of uh, Raven's like, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. match, I made match, <laughs> they wrestle match, yes. That would be an ecumenical, yes. <laughs> That would make be an ecumenical Raven. Just, just sit down. You're all, you're all right. Nothing's, nothing's happening, Raven. Just, God's sake, just put the tea towel over these eyes. You've got to sleep. It'll be fine. Anyway, look, Raven, drink. Oh yes. But uh, other than Raven, hardcore face. title, Raven, hardcore. Oh yes. <laughs> Other than, you know, Raven's weird stuff, what did you think of the, the House of, of Fun weird match, you know, you missed in Callahan? House. Uh, to quote Lemmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was alright. Yeah, it was. You know, it was both good and shit. It was both good and kind of shit because, you know. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, uh, like I love Moose. Yeah. And I love Sammy, and I don't have anything in particular against Macklin. Uh-huh. I think he's solid. But <laughs> I feel this feud is playing out longer than it needs to play out. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, Moose could be doing all this shit, Sammy could be involving himself in the title picture again. Macklin could be involving himself in the X Division fucking section so he can actually elevate himself up there. Because that annoys me. Like when Macklin first came in he was white hot. You know, he was he was undefeated, he was beating the piss out of people. And now he seems kinda lost in the shuffle. You know? He really does seem lost in the shuffle. It seems like like oh, who's mental? Macklin. Who's mental? Sammy. Who's a big cunt? Moose. Let's throw the three when we get on there sort of weird on again, off again, sort of like ugly, fat, ugly teaming together, ugly helping each other right. out, you know. Because like, like Moose gets, uh, like, because like Callum, it's like uh, Macklin gets involved and everything. Yeah. And helps Miss win, but it seemed like he was all, he was just trying to screw Callahan and everything. Like, and all the thing, like, whole thing was. to come from nowhere. And then the whole thing was, well, I think it was good. I was happy to see him because this case of, oh, he's going to interview with that. That's something meaningful because, I'll be honest with you, up until that point, like since uh, what was he doing before Slam anniversary? Macklin. I can't even fucking mind too. Oh, he was in stuff feuding with like other guys, oh, like yeah. Team Impact and everything. And he had a bit of a He had the big match. He had some big, big match. He had some key people on Impact, and then Slam anniversary he got demoted to the Reverse Battle Royal. Then wasn't even booked on the against the odds card. And then I was happy to see him there because I thought, oh good. That's a good future match and help build them up a wee bit. Mm. But the reoccurring thing, even up into, even on fucking emergency, there's an interview like, oh, like how many times do I have to say it? We, me and Macklin are not aligned. Like all you have to do is just, like, just say, I've Macklin say like this is why I attack Macklin. This is why I attack Callan. It's nothing to do with fucking Moose and everything. And like you said, let Moose go off and do something else, and then have Callahan and Macklin in a straight up just feud. It's not about Moose, but then. I have a feeling that this will go off until some to some triple threat kind of thing at some mm, point. Mm. Like you said, yeah, it's kind of going on. It's just it's going on. Does it doesn't seem to have an immediate 
sort of tie-off or a solution to it. It just seems a little like they've thrown the three of them together and they're like, oh shit, how do we get out of this? This is like pre... We're recording this pre uh, a, six, a six-man match. But I think say you'll know who won it. Uh, between Elliot Moose, Callahan, Edwards, Swan, Young and Bandido. And the, you, see, you see Eddie winning that, don't you? I do, for a reason I'll get into later on. But like, the whole thing is winner of that gets to fight for the title at Baron for Glory. And so I have a feeling that like, either Moose and that will take each other or Sammy or or McMahon to come and take Sammy, him and Moose against each other. They'll start fighting and Baron for Glory. There'll be some big triple threat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you see, uh, just on that note, do you see Eddie... Do you see Eddie winning it from Josh? Do you see him being the guy to take it from Josh? Uh, it depends. I mean, just just like as a fan and as from what you see, do, do you feel that coming? Because uh, I, I think on, if you're going with Eddie, right, and obviously that's associated with Honor No More, Honor No More needs some gold to legitimise them. Yeah, and I was thinking that like if you want to, it depends how long you want to keep Honor No More, right? If you want to legitimise them, yeah, give them the world title. Again, having guys who work as a pure impact but don't consider themselves impact guys. Yeah. Being basically feeling like the outsiders kind of thing to everyone else taking the world belt would be interesting. But like, it depends. Do you want to end? Um, and even much as I enjoyed the way Miss screwed George and that because it meant a lot of stuff storyline wise and it drew you as a fan. It's the idea of like, do you want to end Bravo Glory on a kind of a downer two years in a row with Josh losing probably through screamings to Edwards? Yeah. Or do you want to have the story of him standing tall as Mr. Impact but bending see, off or no more? They've kind of scripted themselves into a corner in that one. Yeah. Because if you have Josh win and retain against Eddie, right? Or if it's a trip, if you have yeah. Josh win and retain the belt, in one moment you've completely delegitimized these. Aye. people that are in there and if you have like because you think Eddie and I'm I'm prone yeah. to agree with you on that one if you think Eddie well you're going to have to have on and no more win the tag belts too because if, you, if you're going to put the goddamn world title on Eddie who is the de facto leader of the group yeah then obviously you're going to have to have Taven and Bennett yeah because, I mean, if you're going to legitimately push and have on and no more, mm-hmm. well, if that's going to be your go-to faction, mm-hmm. you're going to need, you know, tag and main gold. Well, it was interesting about that because they're doing... They had a taping the night after... Uh, the night after emergence yeah. in Chicago. And they did... And that's going to keep a couple of weeks up until uh come out the end of August which is when you're probably hearing this on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, I believe it is. Yeah. Of August. They're doing a thing called Lone Star Stampede, which is two nights of tapings in Dallas or somewhere in Texas. I believe it's Dallas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they recently announced a thing like for two matches for the Goo Brothers across that tapings where they're being billed and advertised on night one to have a non title match against the machine guns, but then have a title match against against Taven and Bennett on the second night. Mm-hmm. And I believe Potentially, uh, potentially that's where Bateman and Bennett win the belt because I've also heard tell that uh, the current deal that the Good Brothers are on is coming up. So again, the idea of, like having champions that aren't under contract, and also towards the end of November December time is when New Japan does their big World Tag League tournament. And I'm wondering 
if New Japan would like, you know, you guys are in Bullet Club now, we'd kind of like to have you guys in this tournament, which would require them to be off TV for an extended period of time. And I'm assuming they guys, like, I think the Good Brothers and New Japan's desire to have them featured on New Japan TV is part of the reason that helped, helped them broker the because Carl Anson's still the never open weight champion, so they're going to want him on a New Japan show defending that title as well. Well, obviously, obviously. But do you think that, you don't think that'll ultimately spell the end of Good Brothers and Impact, do you? No, I think they'll, they'll come back in a kind of a, a pair appearance kind of deal because a proper contract would mean, obviously, it means that you prioritise dates for Impact over other promotions, but if it, if it becomes... It's more than likely, given the tours, extended tours that, that New Japan like to do, that they signed a proper deal, that more often than not, they'd find themselves regularly in a case where a New Japan date conflicts with an, an impact, impact date. And Boogie Bros are probably more likely to do the New Japan thing. So a, a pair of appearance thing means that they can plan out a wee storyline for them when they need to appear and when they don't, and it doesn't greatly impact them with New Japan. It doesn't also hinder the relationship between that impact currently have with New Japan. <sighs> Telling you, man. That, that Elon Musk, man, he can't, he can't even get his ass around that 12 deal. It's just by impact and making a billionaire fucking fat, like, company. <laughs> but that would be brilliant if he went off his tits and bought impact and, like, shoes on the other foot now, fuckers. Come ahead. You mentioned that the last three impact-related shows, I think. Let it go, it's not happening. You know I kept trying to plug booze sponsors? I'm trying for to, a long time. I'm trying to bug. I'm trying to plug billionaire sponsors for Impact now. I'm trying to legitimately help the company. Talk, trying to make this happen. It's not happening. I'll write to him. Live in the now, man. Live in the now. <laughs> Live in the now. But yeah, I think they would be because I think I don't know. I think them and the Briscoes are amongst this, but I think it was Mick Taven and Bennett, one of the rare tag teams to hold IWGP Ring of Honor and Impact Gold. Like tag gold that is if they won the belts so that would be interesting I wonder if any teams ever had the four what no yeah WWE the good brothers not had that well, well they've had WWE IWGP and Impact so they would have to win the Ring of Honor belts to have all four and then they would have the, the four yeah it's weird because them, it's, Bill Club back when they were there would regularly appear in Ring of Honor but if any team would usually hold the Ring of Honor belts it would end up being the Young Bucks at the time mm. who went after those belts because they were more they were more regular in the US whereas yeah, but Gallows and Anderson made their name in Japan I'm not so sold on the Young Bucks mm. you know I mean I'm, I'm not insane about their ability I'm just not very sold on them yeah. I, I'm sold on them when they're heels when they're faces but still try to do the oh, look how cool we are we're the best tag team we have a lot of money like why should I like you? Tell, give me one reason why I should when like you. When their faces are like a wish version of Edge and Christian. No, it's just like, it's kind of similar to why when you, when you look at face show makers and anything, why should I like you? You're, you're kind of, a dick. You're, yeah, you're not that different from your heel persona and you act like an asshole. Why should I root for you? Yeah, well, Yes, was, you're talented in ring, but there's well, something well, about you I don't <laughs> like. That was Sean's whole thing in the 90s, wasn't it? It was like, hey... I'm a heel, so I can just legitimately be a prick. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a face. I'm I can still just sort be of a slightly prick. be a prick. I'm going to test how much I can get away with. That was the difference between his heel and his face personas in the 90s. I'm a heel. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I'm a face. I'll try and do whatever the fuck I want. Well, like, you like it. If, if, for sake, but if it turns out in the next month or so that we have a scenario where Eddie's the impact champ and... David and Ben are the tag team champs. 
how would you feel about that? Would that would you be disappointed by that result, or how would you feel about it? I don't it? think I'd be disappointed. Mm. I don't really think I'd, I'd I'd like to see like if that happened, I would like to see where it went. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you have possibilities. You have, I mean, you have other legitimate teams. You have VBD. Uh-huh. You could easily have Diener and Diener and EY or Diener and Doring uh-huh. challenge. You have uh, you have the machine guns, obviously. Yeah. I suppose even at a stretch you have, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 fucking cowboy and... You know, America's Most Wanted. Ah, uh, a stretch I you have. I, I, I think this is just a one-night thing. With oh, yeah, just a one-night. Is he really old and fucked now? I think I think he's been out of it for a while, so, mm. yeah. And well, good props to him for it, doing what he did then. It was weird how they built that eight-man attack. Because obviously, PCO took the fall in the slam verse match. He got by the grail shot from Saban, right? And then all of a sudden... They just randomly, in the midst of uh, the build to the 10-man tag, after they'd already done a big tag match, they were, because they'll say, I'm back on no more, yeah. right now, but Earl Hedner's involved and they felt screwed. It suddenly became a thing like, oh, on no more, don't trust PCO. Mm. Because PCO got pinned. Mm. And then and then the good brothers and James Storm that tried to recruit him. And I do love James Storm, like, it's like, a bad idea. Yeah, but it might be the best bad idea I've ever had. And they try to recruit him. And then literally as soon as it fails, James Storm turns to the good brothers like, I told you guys that wouldn't work. That was your idea. <laughs> nah, I've got to say, let's maybe let's maybe just my my insane mind working as it does. But say, uh Eddie and Bennett and Taven win, yeah, said titles, right? Which is which is kind of likely to happen, kind of. <laughs> it probably will. It might not, but it probably will happen. What say? Because you know, there's been a lot of tension in the past month between, particularly Eddie and PCO, because he's always been putting every negative thing that's happened to Oil No More on PCO. On PCO, right? And who's the one member of the team that's always been Nah, fuck you, PCO's good. He's he's Vincent. Vincent. What happens, right? Bennett and Taven win their belts. Mm-hmm. When Eddie throws my shade on PCO, PCO and Vincent break off. Well, that's me. PCO, I like to see the wee bits of what I saw before this. But honestly, the more I see an impact, I really can't be arsed with PCO right now. That's a shame, I really. really can't be. Like, his main thing is he's a mad bastard who does minsults and everything. But half the time, his minsults look like he's going to fucking land on his own head. Where do you stand on Vincent? He's alright, he's a mad bastard. I like Vincent. I, I like Vincent, I like Vincent sp- more than I like PCO. He speaks PCO. to me. I'm wondering if this will lead to him more, now that they, that they won the match, the emergence means they stay together. I'm also wondering in terms of tail implications, if Kenny will have more to do, maybe he'll go after Mike Bailey and the X Division belt. Fuck Kenny. I know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying he's going to win, but like Kenny has this train of X Division, he's a former X Division champion. I'm not, I'm not saying I want him to win. No, I don't I want know, him to I'm, win. I'm only, I'm only teasing, man. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. I'm only teasing, but nah, Vincent's better than him. Vincent's a mad gun. Vincent speaks to my soul. Of course he does. But then again, so does PCO. So, I don't know. There was something about this, but I, I was convinced going into Emergence that on and more we're going to lose. Even though it would be three pay-per-view slash special losses in a but row. Wait, didn't he? I'm just saying the way they've been built, it seemed to feel like well they'd had their big reveal, the run on top is like the big bad guy, but then 
they felt like the Slammers was maybe like the beginning of the end and that's when they were going to lose, but then they didn't. Uh, but I have a weird feeling that either if it's not Josh who ended up signaling the end of them, I think somehow Heath will ultimately bring about the end of them because I think there'll be some sort of match. I don't, I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm saying I have a theory in my head that somehow Heath will, will, have, will eventually challenge Eddie Edwards to a match uh, and say, oh, if I went, if I went on no more, go, like, are done. Uh. And then it looks like Eddie's battering Heath and he's going to go away. And then Rhino comes out and saves him and everything. And then Heath rolls up. Nothing will happen. Come, comes out and attacks Eddie with a Jesus kick. But, like, it's just good to, like, he saw this whole thing. I want to take it on no more one by one. Like, I just want to have Eddie Merritt. Like, he's got to play a part and win on no more eventually go away. If it's, yeah. if, if you do plan on running them to a point where they have an ultimate, like, break-up angle. But, you don't know, but like, Eddie versus Josh, in terms of the story they could tell of Eddie, the leader of Honor and War, like, I was even saying to you, the minute he joined Honor and War, I felt like he should have been the guy to go after. Josh, Josh yeah. he's got the whole thing of, you know, why was I not selected to go after Kenny? You know, I could have been the guy who helped defend Impact, but Impact turned the back <laughs> on me, so I turned my back on them. Do you think, do you think um, quite honestly... But what's happening just now is a very, very long, played-out game for it to be an eventual feud between Josh and Eddie. Potentially. I think even if Eddie does win, there's part of me that can see Eddie, Josh winning it back soon after. At, like, either hard to kill or some point after that. Let me ask you this. And all this, where do you see Sammy and all this? I don't know. I mean, I think he's the other option in terms of, not if Eddie Josh, but like if Eddie wins the title... And Josh can't win it back from him. Doing Sammy versus Eddie with the roles reversed after all this time, where it's often Sammy the bad guy, Eddie the good guy. Yeah. Then doing it with the roles reversed now that Sammy's the face and Eddie's the bad guy. Hmm. And plus Sammy trying to take it all of on no more with his wee baseball bat, just appearing around like surprise and taking everything. That'd be cool. Like I imagine the road to that would involve like some sort of weird hardcore simulation match between him and PCO, which I'm sure would involve a lot of people taking nasty bumps. Oh yes, because Sammy and PCO are not uh, not averse to that. I know. I know. I ask this like a bazillion fucking times. Uh-huh. Which Quebecer was PCO? Pierre. He was Pierre. He was the one who went on to be Jean Pierre Lafitte. So the... he was not the Mountie. He was not the Mountie. No. Jacques was the Mountie. Jacques Brujo. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. The more you know. Is there anything else about against the odds you want to talk about before we move on? No, no, I'm good. I think we, I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah, by basically not talking about it, talking about him for glory, which is delicious, aren't we? <laughs> but then we move on to also a light center stage in Atlanta where they did it. It was a smaller bit. The ramp was right up to the ring, but I like the setup that they kind of have in there for the for the tapings afterwards, especially. And then yeah. they went to Kentucky for the next team and that led them right up to Emergence. Uh, so like that, I I really liked Brian Myers winning the digital media title. I like him winning it. And also like the whole thing of him trying to avoid Bender for a title shot. And then being like, oh, you promised me a title shot. I want my title shot. Like, oh no, like, see, I would give you a shot, but I just was in the lobby and I said, who, who wants to step up and get a shot? And somebody already claimed it. You know he's obviously lying. And we were like, who? And before Brian can spin in our lie, Decay have overheard this and said, this will be a good opportunity to get some gold for us. And when I went, oh, and see, crazy goes, oh, Black Taurus stepped up. I was, I very much admired John, 
Brian for stepping up and Black Tours will happily fight you for the belt. And then all of them try to spin it even more going, oh, you know, I'd love to defend against you, but you know, you got to go through all the channels. And Scott DeMarcy approve it. Scott DeMar walks through, barely looks up for his papers and goes, match is signed. <laughs> and just buggers <laughs> off. And then Barry Myers then had to defend his belt against Black Chris and then he had the match at Emergence on the countdown against uh, mm. Bupinder. I, I personally like Brian as a, as a general. Eventually, I'm sure... I, I personally like Bupinder. I'm sure Bupinder will get it back at some point. I didn't think they'd do the match this soon, but I'm sure at some point he'll lose the belt to when will, Bupinder. When will Bupinder win a legit title? I don't know. When will he win the X Division and then the Impact title? I don't know, Paul. I can't tell you that. Because he only should. Sp- only Impact can tell us that, and we'll have he, to wait. He is muscular and tall and pretty. He's a more agile Shira, basically. I prefer him to Shira. Yeah, I prefer him to Shira in so many ways. Mm. Shira is not my type. I also like the uh, the gargoyle like spear that he does off the, the middle rope. I love that. I also I love the fact that it's that called move. that. Yeah, because he gets up there in that second buckle and then boom, mm. done. And you're like, fuck yeah, Thunder, you rule. You're a sexy beast. <laughs> I'm going to read out some stuff that happened. Uh, I'm going to read out the results from Emergence as well, because we don't just need to talk about them, we can talk about some stuff that happened around that and the impacts. Okay. And I'll take a second all sorts, I'm sure. Okay. Let me just read out the stuff for... Stuff for the results for the... So as I said, Brian Myers retained the title against Dupin Gujar on the Countdown Show, also the Countdown Show for Emergence Vexed, defeated Rose Mantire for the tag team titles. On the main show, we had Mike really defend the... Successfully retaining the title against uh, Jack Evans. We have VBD of Eric, represented by Eric King and Dio, defeating the team of Chris Saban and Kushida. Yay! We have Bandido in a special AAA fe- uh, showcase match, defeating Ray Horace. We had Sammy Callahan defeating Steve Maxon in an ODQ match. That match was fucking phenomenally good. I loved that match. We had Honor and War wearing the No DQ 10 man tag, which this time they were represented by Eddie, Matt, and Ben, and PCO, and Vincent. Defeating the Bullet Club representation of ASOS and Chris Bay, the Good Brothers, and Hikaleo. The whole stipulation was if one or more lose, they must expand. But if they win, uh, Taven and Bennett get a tag and title because they beat the Good Brothers in a non situation weeks ago and they were annoyed that they weren't being automatically given a title job by Scott Demore. You know, I've seen Hikaleo come out. Mm-hmm. Didn't see him do much. No, he did. Uh, he's uh, weirdly the younger brother of fucking Grills of Destiny. <sighs> But he's fucking massive. Yeah. Son of he's Haku, a big, lanky, younger brother. Jordan Grace beats me again to retain the knockout tail before immediately being challenged by Masha Slamovich. And then Josh Alexander defeats Alex Shelley and Alex Shelley's you know, first ever world title match. I've got to say, I love Jordan. But if she beats Masha, oh, I'll hate her. It's an interesting situation, the way they built Masha up and everything. They built Masha is unstoppable. If she's stoked by that, that you... you look at what so far she's beat like, so like she beat all the jobbers and everything, but then she beat fucking Havoc, squashed Havoc, yep. squashed Alicia, yep. squashed Madison Rain, yep. Tennille, Giselle Shaw. Uh, who else did she recently beat? At last year. She beat someone else recently that mm. I can't remember. Yeah, there was someone else Wasn't I'm missing. He, you said to Neil, right? Said to Neil, yeah. Was it another jobber? I don't know, maybe. But anyway, she's beaten all these people who have been lined up in front of her. And so there's... I think, 
if you want to build a proper monster in the division, I mean, are you not going to do Savannah Evans? Because Savannah Evans weirdly disappeared after a tactical injured as well. Mm. And you, can, you can't go wrong. You do it worse than Master Slamovich because he also recently had the debut of Killer Kelly properly in Impact Wrestling as well. Mm. An eventual match between Master and Killer Kelly too, but you know, no, Russia versus Portugal. Just let them fucking bat each other. I'm more thinking that eventually a culmination it'll come to a triple threat between Jordan, Masha and Killer Kelly. Mm. That'd be a match. Because Killer's, Killer's been in this thing where she came in like, for that knockout tag tournament. She was going to sign. She had to go home first. And then COVID and everything. Had issues with her being able to leave see, Portugal. See, before she was, you know, Killer Kelly yeah. as she is now. She the one I remembered coming in looking vicious and wearing a lot of black. She wore a lot of black. So I think she teamed with... I remember she was with somebody randomly to lose in the first round of the knockouts. Tired to remember when they bring the belts back. I remember them. Then, yeah. then she went home to Portugal. They couldn't. She couldn't. She had issues coming back from Portugal because of COVID and everything like that. And then she eventually signed a contract. Came back. Now she's back properly with Impact. <laughs> and they, 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 had, they had all these PB vignettes hyping her up. And then oh, no, like she's been out. Yet. She's been out killing people so far. So mm. look forward to seeing that. But I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Master defeat Jordan. They're hyping Jordan up on Americans as like this history maker. She, like, she beat the longest reign knockouts champion to win her first belt. Mm. She won the first ever Queen in the Mountain match. She's been a Monsters Ball and everything. First digital media champion. And also she's the first triple crown knockout with digital media t- titles and the knockouts title. Mm. So that's interesting. Uh, and they'll say, oh, she wants to win every title that Impact has. So, you know, Jordan losing to Masha wouldn't be bad because she built up Masha by beating someone like Jordan. And Jordan can then maybe go back to the X Division that she was teasing mm. a couple of years ago. I'd like to see that. And then eventually, mm-hmm. Taylor Wright thing and win the, win the main belt and actually, you know, no be Flatnose. I know. Apparently, do you know, apparently most people dislike Flatnose now. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's burned her fucking bridges in the of every company. Pretty much every promotion she's ever went to. She's Just by being a complete cunt knuckle. Just by being her. You know what pisses you know why she's like that? She realised she has no nose. <laughs> anyway, moving away from the whole nose thing. But, you know, I'm interested to see what happened in the Nelkick division because you've got Chelsea Green and Dion now, the tag champs. I said to you, I wasn't a big fan of the whole double suplex finisher. But happy to see them as champs because, well, Dionna having a bell again is cool and her as the tag oh, division yeah. is interesting. But also, Chelsea Green supposedly is also not contracted. She's on a by appearance thing, which is interesting. She's a bad appearance person. Dionna is apparently signed until sometime next year. Yeah, that's alright then. So one half of the tag champs is insane. I don't know if you've seen this. They were doing a thing in GCW. Matt Crowder and Chelsea Green did a marriage renewal thing. Yeah, I've seen that. He was dressed as a fucking macho man uh, for the uh, SummerSlam. Uh, they're basically doing a, a parody version of the Macho Man Liz wedding. That's SummerSlam 80. 91. Oh, it was 91. Aye, the match me. I, I thought it was 89. They had Maven officiating the ceremony. Maven? Maven. Maven, who hasn't he had hee-haw today with wrestling about a bazillion... I bet he was pure stoked for the paycheck. And then Nick Cage came in, wrecked the ceremony and everything, and then hit Zack Ryder's, oh, hit, hit Zach Ryder's dad in the head with a light tube, and his dad no sold it. I'm pretty glad his dad's no a wrestler. I wonder... When Maven was officiating that rumble, that, that, that wedding, if anybody went, yeah, we're going to finish that rumble, <laughs> you dick. But, so, the like Ryder's dad took a light chip to the head and no sold it. Like a big, uh, 
fucking dirty. Oh, his dad's fucking built and everything for a guy his fucking age. What age is his dad? Like 70 or something? I don't know. Is he big? Is he big like his boy? Yes, yes he is. Sorry about that. This had to be recorded over several days. Several? Yes, several. Because several doesn't mean seven or a certain number of days anymore as I, that just as I means found out. Lots. A certain number, an undetermined number, depending on the situation. So we don't know that they, if it was several or not. No. But it was more than one day, so that's why I've used that phrase. Because so we had to come back and record the end of this, and we can. You, you could have used the term multiple days. Well, they mean the same thing, don't they? Kind of, yes. Yeah, because they both would be used in situations where you don't need to specify how many days, you just know it was more than one. It was specifically more days than one day. Well, we're here, again, like I said. And we are continuing our talk about impact, but some things have happened since we were talking in the first part. Yes, we have. We were basically telling them, like, yeah, Eddie's going to win, Eddie's probably going to win. And then he did win. He did win, because I was like, yeah, well, he might not win. But, I mean, I was I was kind of lying to myself in that regard. I was like, yeah, Eddie was going to win, because you know what Furler's whole storylines and all yeah, all hijinks and impact at the moment. It is. So, Eddie will go <laughs> to Bound for Glory. Excuse me. We'll go on to Bound for Glory to fight Josh Alexander. For the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Let me ask you this question, Doc. Do you believe he will remove said belt from Josh Alexander? Well, we had this discussion in the first part, and I think I don't I don't know if I'm any further on than I was before, because if you have Eddie Wynn, then you don't always need to end your biggest show on a happy note, like or most previews on a happy note, but when Impact only do four per year, and given that the last Impact, Bound for Glory, ended with a sad ending for, for Josh Alexander when Miss... Screw him over. Do you want to do a side ending when you're, you're proceeding now face of the company two years in a row? Well, do you, you say, or do you want him to stand tall in this You one? say the face of the company, but if I may offer an opinion yeah. here. Firstly, yeah. I hear I hear tell from a you know, very faint fan, great, mm. grapevine, that certain people are finding Josh a little, little you know, a little dull. Not, not the great, most excitable character. Plus... It, it seems better for story progression mm-hmm. if Eddie was to win. I mean, story wise, yeah, I you know? agree with you. I agree with you there. But you know, again, I wouldn't be against just winning. I think the the sentiment that you're talking about is kind of more it's a typical one we've seen many times in that Babyface changes title, gets screwed from title, makes Chase more interesting. Yeah, Babyface wins title, but. Also, if, if, if I might yeah. cut in, also, if you think about it, there is the possibility of a storyline where, you know, face of the company goes into the match. The match is phenomenal. The mm-hmm. two and put on a hell of a show, which you know Eddie Edwards and mm-hmm. Josh could do. Hell of a match, back and forth, back and forth. And you know Impact are really good at doing that whole who the fuck is going to win this. Mm-hmm. You know, that is one of the things I love so much about Impact. It's the excitement of them the title matches because mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you watch those matches you're like fuck he might win yeah. or this might happen you know it's, it's like excitement mm-hmm. but if you think about it if Eddie if Eddie was to win mm-hmm. that could be the way of like you know babyface champion puts on a hell of a fucking bout loses his bout to a worthy opponent and then you have the whole... Because it could further Josh's story too, you know, like, babyface champion loses his belt despite giving it his best effort. F- 
fights to get his belt back, and there could be a really good long program between him and Eddie. Yeah, because I, like, I guess I wouldn't be against him winning, but then I said, look, when I talked about Eddie winning in the first part, I said that goes either one or two ways, where either that tells you, like I said, for time progression, it can be really good, and you tell a compelling story between him and Josh, which leads to Josh winning it back, or you do the thing I said before, reignite the stuff with Sammy, but with the roles now flipped over. With, yeah, Sammy being the face, yeah. and Eddie being the prick. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And Sam, Sammy could easily be face or heel. He's psychotic, so people <laughs> love him anyway. Yeah. He's one of those fun faces that's, you know, he's a face, but he's a nut job. Yes, he's absolutely mental. He's like he's like John Moxley, but, you know, likeable. I don't mind John Moxley. He beats CM Punk, I'm happy with that. I'm happy, I will, I will admit that I'm he, happy with that, because CM in, Punk, he definitely ain't likeable. He beat him in 3 minutes and 15 seconds. Did he? Yes, he did. Is that because the silly fucker hurt his foot? Oh no, that's a kayfabe thing. But, oh, was that a kayfabe thing? But they, no, that's what they like to do, like, oh, was I meant to have him, was it not? Ah, some would that, say, Some would it, say they do it a bit too much. Is that AEW's bag? Yes, it's a large bag and it's almost empty. What? You're digging, right, you're digging your hand right through to the bottom of the bag. Yeah, it's getting to the point where Tony's going, Daddy, Daddy, I need more money to buy in more WWE guys. They don't want to go back. Oh, shit, we don't want to come now because Triple H owns a company and people like it now. Oh, no. You have AEW, just to say, I mean, I think this is worth talking about because I'm sure the match will be phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, it was announced, using on Dynamite, yeah, Jay Lethal, former Impact guy, also multiple-time world champion in Ring of Honor as well. Yeah. Then going into a feud with Wardlow, who's now got his, his pals FTR. Right now, we've got, like, fucking three different <laughs> fucking belts right now. Are we, are we much like the tag team version of Kenny Omega, belt collectors? Yes. You know, they should be AEW chance as well, then they'd have all the belts, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think people saying, like, fuck it, give them the AEW belts, then have them fight the Good Brothers, have five sets of belts in one match. But then again, yeah, I don't... Hell of a match. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't think the Good Brothers are going to have those belts for much longer, but more on that in a second, but FDR, I think... One of two, one of the two best tag teams going today, and then it was announced that Daily Soul, he's got two kind of henchmen with him at the minute, and like, no, I didn't say these guys were a team within our six-man time match next weekend at All Out, yeah. it's going to be these guys, and he, it was a video package for the other, who I think the other best tag team going today right now is, and it's the most machine guns for one night, one AEW, and similarly, as I said, you're giving another team with Jay, and coming in from somewhere else. They're going to be working as heels for the first time in more than a decade, I believe. That's going to be kind of cool and unique to see. Because I'm pretty sure when they when they left Impact for UAYO and went to Ring of Honor, uh, they were working as faces and then came back as faces. I mean, Saban's worked heel in the time then, but that's a single day. But I mean them working heel as a unit together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a heel team. Yes. And they were very good heels when they were put together, but before they became... Heel team. Yes. <laughs> and... So I'm looking forward to that getting to see motor machine guns and FTR mixing it up. And I've been thinking well, more I've been thinking about that on my way over here to do this show. Like FTR, like I said, being Ring of Our Tie Champs. Motor Machine Guns are former Ring of Our Tie Champs. I really do think with if Tony Khan is serious about getting this fucking Ring of Honor, new version of Ring of Honor up and running, mm. that relationship with Ring of Honor and Impact talent going back and forth on that on those two shows like it used to be back in the mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Before well, well, there's only two reasons. One, the guy who used to run Ring of Honor got caught up in a big scandal and then yeah. jumped back, pulled some guys over. And then there came a point where it was a case of, like, why well, properly start signing some of these guys down? So, a case of, you can keep working for Ring of Honor and you can sign a contract with us. Yeah. And quite a few shows the latter and signed with, with DNA at that time because, you know, big money. Yeah, well, at well, the time. Not, well, not 
Big money, but more money than they were making in Ring of Honor. Probably reasonably good money. Yes. Like, so uh mid card talent money in yeah. WWE. Yeah, because a lot of the guys who they would who would have been going between <laughs> Impact and Ring of Honor would make probably make up the majority of what was the X division at that time. Yeah, you know, your Samoas, your Daniels, your Lethals, people like that. Yeah, yeah the AJ's and yeah, whatnot. But I mean, like I said. uh on the other show, I think, the other day, that I am now lucky enough to be a guest on. Oh, you're referring to our Rule Retros Magic? I am, I am. But I believe I said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, yeah. but I, I do believe that Impact is uh, slowly but surely putting herself back out there again. Yeah. You know, I believe that, um, like, with their big, you know, we've got this Indian deal going. Yeah. We've got a ready-to-go Indian star, because, uh, you know, I'm very up on Bupinder. Yeah. You know, I think he's a great guy, and not just because I think he's cool. I think he's a good wrestler too. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's definitely he's got a little he's a little mm-hmm. rough around the edges in certain points, but he's he's money like guy. You yeah. know, you could build yourself around that guy, and many other like if you just with like you could build around him, him and Josh, him and I mean, uh, most yeah. professional wrestler mm-hmm. Brian Myers, Moose, Sammy, look, impact of a solid a solid structure that we just need. More, yeah, more, more infant, you know. Mm-hmm. But we have a solid, we have a solid basis, and I think in the next couple of years, Impact are going to be, it's going to be WWE, mm-hmm. cunt features in the middle, and Impact. I mean, I'm happy that when like they they threw the Tron and Machine Guns music played, obviously it was a sizable pop because fans who have watched DW are big probably followers of indie wrestling so of course they're going to know who the machine yeah, guns are yeah of course you're going to so know who the machine big, guns big, are big response to that and yeah Taz and Excalibur and Taz and uh, Tony Schiavone on commentary yeah like acting mostly shocked because I'm sure they knew but you know big, big enough as, as a big deal <laughs> as it was all going oh, I never figured that was happening oh no but we were giving them like a big deal and like yeah Tony Schiavone well, nobly said these guys are legit, basically because you know you never know who's watching who may not have seen, yeah. maybe fairly new to the residency and not know the machine guns, even though they should. But yeah, we should. But, but, well, but I won't judge. Yeah, I'm trying not to sound like I'm judging, but like, well, but like, secretly judging a little teeny bit. But if you're watching AEW, you don't know machine guns, but you see it, and you know you've got Tony Savannah, one of the voices of the company, saying like, like you know these guys are legit. He's emphasizing that this is a good thing that these guys are going to be coming in at this pay per view. Yeah. And that's gonna go a long way. Oh yeah, and I think yeah. that's a very good. Thing. I don't. I don't believe the machine guns really need the pop. I believe the machine guns yeah. come with their own pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. The machine guns. I mean, let me go on what like twenty years now, near enough. I think they formed in two thousand and seven. Maybe two thousand seven. Yeah, same. so near enough. I yeah. mean, a couple of years shy. Twenty like two decades have been uh-huh. going, and that's like as a team, mm-hmm. singular, both have won titles. Yeah, you know so. Definitely going to be cool for you to see them in AEW, you know. I think it'd be quite cool to see them kind of go over, like, again, the switch of impact in that time. Because, again, Honor No More, who we'll talk about their match where they would, if they would have lost, they would have <laughs> disbanded. And I told you before, I, I genuinely thought they were going to lose in that match, but I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. But the idea of them going back is their gimmick in terms of like feeling forgotten, like going against Ring of Honor despite one time being loyal to it. I think they've done everything they can as an anti-impact group, but you know, honor and honor is in their name. So if they showed up for a prolonged run as a heel group in Ring of Honor, there was some new life breathed into because like this mm. is a company they had issues with before, and 
you got that group like you mentioned all his group, the Blackpool you know, Combat Club, you got him, Danielson, uh, Claudio, who's the Ring of War champ, you got their their Wheeler Yuta, who's the pure champ, and obviously Regal's their manager, but you got those four, like a wee feud between them and or no more. Claudio's uh, Cesaro. Cesaro, right? Cesaro. And like imagine like them coming in, Eddie comes back to Ring of Honor with the impact belt, squares up to Claudio as impact as the Ring of Honor chant that match between between those two and everything, or one of the guys in Honor No More trying to go after the pure. I'd be a hell of a match, Eddie versus uh, yeah, Claudio. Claudio. Or even if Josh Alexander retains it, fucking Claudio and Josh Alexander. Because mm-hmm. fucking Josh, Josh and Claudio could both have great matches with fucking Brim, so imagine them. Yeah. Fuck it. It's so, it's so difficult for me when you're saying Claudio, because the minute yeah. you say it, I'm always in, I'm, a, in my head, I'm like, no, it's Cesaro. Yeah. Well, that's his real name, Claudio. Yeah, yeah. Big Claudio. Or Big Tony, as uh, Seamus calls him. Big Tony. <laughs> I mean, Seamus are mad pals, though. Yeah. Uh, so. On that note, by the way, are you are you as finger crossed as I am that Seamus becomes like, I mean, I, lo- I love fucking Gunther. Aye. Uh, Goddamn, I want Seamus to be a Grand Slam champ, man. Uh, I, I'm conflicted, man. I'm, a, I'm of two minds. I love them I, both. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. I don't think I'm quite mm-hmm. as conflicted as you, but I'm like. Well, I suppose I am, but like, I love Gunther, but I want Seamus to be a, a fucking Grand Slam champ because he fucking deserves it, man. Yeah. But if there's one guy that deserves to hold that moniker, Seamus <laughs> fucking deserves it, man. Yeah, it's good to see Seamus getting, you know, a proper respect in the last couple of years because I think his big issue was 2008 as well, was a case of like, oh, we like this guy, he's big, he's Irish, like him because they pushed him as a good guy and for most of that, like, people were like, nah. No. Well, like other people, like that guy who he beat in 18 seconds. No, and then Len Vince tried to ruin him by putting in that fucking League of Nations crap. But then... Even though I must say he did win his last, his most recent world title during the League yeah. of Nations. I did like he hit the walk and he was, you know, basking in the hole, you look stupid. And the first night well, as, as, as a champion, he goes, How can I look stupid? I'm the WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> My horrible Irish accent aside. Uh... But it's like, okay. But like when when Seamus like I like when Seamus probably gets into a fight, like when he goes with Drew or Arise like Cesaro back when they used to fight, mm. when his chest takes a few like proper shots because he's so pale it goes this kind of shade of pink like like when you kept chicken in the middle and it's not quite ready yet. Yeah, yeah. But like good you, sir. You can count you can count on Seamus going pink about as much as you can count on Ric Flair being bleeding during a match. Or Triple H bleeding in the like, early 2000s in any of his oh, matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that was his thing. Or Sean Michaels for a fucking beard. Most of those guys, but like... Yeah, most of them. But like, Gunther is like, dropped a lot of weight, but gained a fair bit of muscle, so... Yes. The force behind these fucking shots is still all there, so... Yeah. There's going to be some new shades of pink and purple discovered on Seamus' chest when Gunther's done with him, I think. Seamus' chest may look like, like, yeah, uh, Rikishi's arm. No, I from King of <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know... All fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like, like, I like the fact that it's fucking being defended because I think it's probably because of Gunther. Not only because they have such high hopes for him, but because he's he's like he was a big thing in the European and UK scene for a good few years before yeah. he got his first assigned to NXT do UK. You, do you so, see him as a future world champ? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like he was like UK champion, like. Partly because of the pandemic and the infrequent nature of NXT UK, but he was a UK champ for like seven hundred odd days. Jesus! Like they were, they kept they had this big ranking list. 
of like the top reigns in like modern history, and he was constantly going up and up. Like he held that longer than that big long reign that probably is. And like I think he's still like Roman reigns. He's providing he doesn't lose to to Rome to Drew at Clash of the Castle. Then Roman's not too far away from breaking his reign. Like he's he, his reign, I think, currently sets up more than what Roman's is now. Yeah. In the universal world, but Roman's not far off it. Gunther's going to be so pissed if he breaks his records. <laughs> He'll like, have to go after him. Like he's I guess that's why he was not actually I think he can be here, even though like he's straight down, but he's still like fair size. He's oh, yeah, very yeah. he has a presence around him, it's a case of like he is a great final boss like champion or he's a guy who if you've got a strong babyface champion you want to but he's a good monster t- test for your babyface champion yeah. to try and chop down. He has a he has a constant presence around him, it's called Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> oh I I, mean, I don't mind the name, but I remember being so confused when they changed that. When uh, he, his, his name on the Indies was Axel Dieter Jr. because his dad was a, a wrestler. Yeah. Then, they, then they changed his name and actually to Marcel Barthel. Odd name. Yeah, and then they changed it again. I'm like, and I, I was one of those people who said, like, like what's what's wrong with Marcel? That was the name you chose for him because the big thing with a lot of name changes is people taking out elements of people's real names so that WWE could like, trademark these. But like, like in the case of Ludwig, it's like. Why? What was the point in him? Like you're changing a name you gave him. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're talking a lot WB in this impact review, but I but one more thing about Gunther before we one more thing, and might I just add before you put your Gunther point across? If it was not for the fact, yeah, that WWE was becoming worth talking about again, yeah, we would not be talking about it. Yeah, that stands to reason, but. Mm-hmm. We always, I think we always stated from the get-go in this show that we talked wrestling when it was good. Yeah. And WWE is fucking good just now. It really is. And long may it continue, long may it continue to grow and become what it, somewhat what it was like again. Because that wasn't happening under Vince. Yeah. Vince had the same ideas or boring ideas or... It just it was just repeating itself. Actually, that brings me up another point, but I'll, I'll use the Gunther one first. That Gunther is lucky that Vince went out when he did because oh yeah, they were going to we're going to sack him. Oh no, they were, we're going to they were going to kind of bury him basically because he had a segment on Raw beating up our truth because our truth was dressed like Uncle Sam or whatever because like the Fourth of July episode yeah. and for some reason Vince or some higher up didn't like him and that Vince is gone. It's a case of like yeah, well Triple like I like him, so he stays as IC champion. We're yeah. going to pick him right. Gonna, the only reason Vince doesn't like, well, didn't like people is because Vince didn't know how to properly book people. Mm-hmm. And then when they weren't getting the reaction because they weren't booked properly, Vince had an excuse to dislike them. Mm-hmm. That was what it was all about. Yeah. But what I was saying is, like, the other point I was going to raise is the stuff I talked to you about ticket sales going very well. Yeah, recently. Survivor Series sold out already. Within, like, a, a day of it going, and then, like, they put, like, 50,000. The the stadium in LA that they're doing for WrestleMania thirty nine is like they put fifty thousand for night one for ten minutes, so hundred thousand tickets across two days of WrestleMania, and this is before they put out the whole deal like two for one, which people slide them off for doing when they were still quite a few tickets to sell for WrestleMania thirty. But I'm like, yeah. well, if you want to go to both days, fair enough, because if you do a two for one thing, then you're more likely to get the exact same seat. So if you get a good seat for night one, you don't you don't want to go to a shit seat where your view is worse on the second night. Yeah. So, before they even did those, like, it's like 90-odd thousand tickets sold yeah. for WrestleMania. 
And like WrestleMania, you can say like people will buy tickets for WrestleMania before they even, months before they months before they even know if the cars gonna be good or not because he has WrestleMania it's the thing. They have casuals who will come in every year WrestleMania like oh I'm going to, oh I go early that time I'll buy tickets for WrestleMania. Yeah. But, but I think Survivor Series is a big thing because it's they're, they're saying it's still gonna be the whole Robbie SmackDown thing, but that's not interesting people about Survivor Series in a good while. So the fact that that's already like, sold out people. Mm-hmm. That's because so many people now, like, so many things have happened yeah. since Triple H took over the helm on the thing. Yeah. And, you know, you've got you've got the one thing that was really missing in mm-hmm. WWE for a long time. You've got that intrigue, you know, uh, what's going to happen on this week's show. Yeah. And a couple of months ago, like, when I was tuning into WWE, just, like, say mm-hmm. I'd, I'd read something online, yeah. I went, oh, I might like to see what happens there. I would have to read something was good yeah. to go, oh, I'll need to check that. But now I don't even care. I just look at it because I know it's going to be interesting. So, you know? I heard a big rumour that can make the variety a lot more interesting. My brother and I were discussing a particular rumour, but remember 20 years ago this year, we had the debut of the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Story goes it was born out of Vince not wanting to do War Games as Peter Blake saying, oh, we should do War Games and this is kind of a compromise into this. Yeah. So 20 years later, Vince is out. What's Triple H thinking of doing for, for Survivor Series? War games. War games. Yeah. Like a men's war games and a women's war games rather than the like Team Raw men's and Team yeah, and yeah. Then Team Raw men's, women's and Team That's Smackdown good. women's that would be very rather good. than the traditional Survivor Series matches. And I think it would be good because even if you don't pay anything on the line, the fact that this is in that style of match rather than the traditional 5 one five yeah. ups the ante a little oh, bit. Oh, it really does. And I'm pretty sure no one... Tr- like knowing how Triple H has been operating, I'm pretty sure we'll get at least one or two traditional Survivor Series matches, but they'll be good. Yeah, you know, we we only have, for want of a better way of putting it, we only have assholes or nobodies in it. Yeah, you know, like I love the way with like the Survivor Series matches used to be, like no new genera, but yeah. like, like the heart of like you know WWE at its high water point mm-hmm. kind of level when. Even the five on fives had storylines within the fucking five on five, you know, yeah. like like one guy had a beef with this guy, and you know, like there was story, there was storyline upon storyline upon storyline. It was always stacked. It was always interesting, mm-hmm. and that's something the WWE has not been for the longest fucking times. Yeah. And now I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, I'm gripped. I mean, I'm as interested in that as I am in Impact. Mm-hmm. Which is immense, <laughs> you know. It's it's phenomenal to me, because you know, and you're the same. We love Impact, but it's uh-huh. good that we can enjoy Impact as much as well. Enjoy WWE as much as we enjoy Impact, you know. Yeah. And it's it's just a phenomenal thing. Well, let's go back to, to Impact. Like I said, we were talking about like the kind of crossover between like potential between Ring of Honor and, and uh, Impact, which I think would be pretty cool. They see everything. And uh, there's going to be some crossover with New Japan continuing because uh, there's some New Japan talents showing up at the uh, well, yeah, Kushida coming in, but also at this upcoming August taping on one night, the first night, there is a machine, there is a Good Brothers versus Honor No More mm. match, which I think is that's where they're going to lose the titles because they're booked for a match on the second night against the Machine Guns, which is billed as non title. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to lose the titles on that first night. I think they will. <laughs> but on the first night, you have a team called Aussie Open come in. Uh, they are an Australian team, but they've been working with New Japan like on their New Japan's US show strong. They just want to turn and become that show's first ever tag team champions. 
Pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're big names like the UK scene as well, and they're part of a New Japan faction called the United Empire. <laughs> and the leader, well, also... Axis powers. <laughs> the leader, they've got guys from all over, like TJP's in the faction. He and uh, an Italian wrestler called Francesco Akira, who's only like 22 years old, just won the junior tag belts over in New Japan. Mm. And only like, after only a handful of like times they ever actually teamed together. Uh, you got Will Osprey, who's English wrestling, and he's the leader of the group. And recently, they, like Aussie Open and Will Osprey were on Dynamite the other night, and they beat Pack and Lucha Bros and yeah. part of that trio's tag title to me. I seen a, I seen like a little AEW clip where um, I don't know how relevant this is to what you're saying, but Pack was outside the ring and he seen some dick with a bag over his head. Yeah, oh, and he yeah. took it off, and it wasn't the guy he thought it was, but yeah. then the guy he thought it was beat him up. Yeah, it was an English wrestler called Kip Sabian. Ah, right. He's been out for, for ages. and get him. <laughs> Kip Sabian. Hey, Kip. But, uh, that means Osprey and Ozzy up next, and they go to UW, they're going to be fighting Kenny Omega and the Bucks, and Osprey's been talking some shit in real life about Kenny Omega because uh, Osprey's got this finish called the Head and Blade, which is a proper like, forearm of the, yeah. the head, right? But, but oomph. And the first time he did it, he, he did it a bit too hard, so it took him a while to know how hard he did it, and he had it on Kota Bush, who was a good pal of Kenny Omega at Rift Kingdom 13. And he accidentally concussed Ibushi. <laughs> and that was also Kenny Omega's last night in New Japan. So he wanted Ibushi to bear there with him because they're good pals. And he said, basically, basically called Omega. You know, he got all pissy because Ibushi couldn't be out there with him. Like, you know, he's just a little bitch, to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, it's no secret, it's no coincidence that Kenny Omega took a prolonged break in AEW. And I suddenly start, they start asking me to come along. Mm. And then they're going to be fighting on using that. And then there was a thing from Dynamite going on there where Kenny Omega was just running down Will Ospreay, like, you're meant to be a guy who fell in my shoes when he yeah. did, when I left New Japan. Like I shouldn't have let you fill my shoes when you're clearly not out of diapers yet. Mm. And I'm like, oh, and then you got Ozzy Open basically trying to hold him. I don't know how much of that was like put on for the cat or how much was genuine, but Ozzy Open basically holding him, holding him back. Yeah. Oh, well, Ozzy recently injured somebody again a couple months ago. He's been doing it at the front as well, the hidden blade, and he, and he throws wrists and accidentally fucking fucked the guy's orbital bone up a little bit. Oh. But he's not. He's not. Somebody just like like once every couple of years he fucks somebody up. Did he did he make the man wear a, a Phantom of the Opera style mask that the Undertaker had to do when Mabel sat on his head? Weirdly, Sonata wears a, a mask coming to the ring and then takes it off. So I was done my my grand who I talked about New Japan with. I said I w- I wanted to make him out with a modified version of that mask to wrestle in, but, but sadly cool. that didn't happen. Yeah. It's sad. Sonata, ironically. Uh, in twenty fourteen, had a little running impact, and he got he got to be running his X division champion out of it as well. Did he? He did. Huh. so good for him. Wow. Golf clap for you. <laughs> but uh, subtle, quiet, and polite clap. <laughs> but yeah, so Ozzy Open coming in strong, open weight chance. Cool, great belts. They got blue strap with silver kind of plating on it. Mm. Don't think don't think the match is for those belts, but it would be cool if it was. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see them. The finisher used to be called the fidget spinner. I don't think it's called that now. I don't know what it's called, but it's a kind of a, they kind of have the guy up on the door, they kind of got a hold of his legs and got around and then just... Yeah. It almost looks like a double-team version of Kenny Omega's finisher, almost. Okay. Double-team one-winged angel. It's a two-winged angel. Basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just an angel, basically. Angel drop! <laughs> it's, it's hard to describe. You'd have to like, see it for yourself right. to, to know. Oh, and it's you see it. Yeah, you had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so I like telling like that coming in. We had Honor No More, like I said, fighting uh, Bullock. We had Good yes. Brothers, 
uh, Ace, Chris Bay and Nick Aleo in, in the team. And it was just a big old brawl. Big old scrimmage. Yes. We went into the crowd. Uh, what did you think of this venue? But I don't know if we talked about that. I like the venue. I, I loved the... <laughs> I've got to be perfectly honest with you. I will wax lyrical about this match till the fucking cows come home. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know you thought it was a little bit of a clusterfuck. A bit hard to follow at points. You know, a little bit of a clusterfuck, but... You know, the fact that Impact were putting on a match like that and they were going into the crowd and it was hard-hitting shit and that spot between the big LG and PCO and PCO just got launched off the fucking top level. I mean, they went through the door, but you can hear the crowd but you don't see it, you just see crowd and you see them and, oh. you, and you see PCO falling. Yeah, you didn't see PCO after that. You didn't <laughs> even see him after they were, we were celebrating the win. That's what I was saying, because like, he was a big part of the whole thing that he don't, <laughs> all of a sudden don't trust PCO and then he doesn't even patch in the finish and like, like I said to you before the selling, yeah, yeah, we won. Where's PCO? Don't know, fuck him. Yeah, hey, we won. He's over there, he's not got up yet. Is he dead? I don't nah, know. Nah, he's fine. He'll, he'll walk it off. He'll walk it off. Vincent, go fix him. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just fixed him. Just fixed it for fuck's sake. You got any duct tape? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. No, but I, I loved that. I loved like, the whole, I loved it in ring. I loved the ringside. I loved it through the crowd. That was, that was great. <laughs> I loved that. It was just, it was good to see Impact do that little bit more. Yeah. You know, and... It was it was just tasty, man. <laughs> it was really good. I loved it. I think, like so, Stephen and Bennett get a tag title show. Obviously, they've got yeah, again. Yeah. I think they're going to win the belts. Uh, as much as much this. as it disappoints me, I think you, I think you're right. And I hate the fact that it disappoints me because I used to not like the good brothers. <laughs> now I love the fuckers, man. Like, but the thing is, uh, with this match, like going out, the reason I thought they were going to lose because like they lost that slam version, which I think we all knew was going to happen. Then they had the match against the Cup, they lost, and then there was like, again the whole thing of them being annoyed at PC. So I thought like it felt like what they were wanting to get out of them for from a uh, from Impact Wrestling had really kind of run its course. Yeah. So I thought, well, they're going to wrap up. Oh no, they're they're still going. And like I think it would be cool as I said before, have Eddie World Champion, a. Uh, Kingdom OGK as they're called when the tag yeah. tilts and I don't even think because like Victory Road's like two weeks before Slammers I believe it's the 27th I want to say yeah. uh, which is why I think the Good Brothers are going to not be up because two days before that there's an there's a show in Japan big, and Carl Anderson's never champion has got a big title defence over there for that belt which he's put a big Block up logo over the main, but this is yeah. on it. Pretty cool, but so, do you think? Uh, so, so sorry, sorry, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, I think, sorry. I think a cool way to kind of tie this into and really not make Victory Road seem filler in any way. Yeah, is to like see get Josh Alexander and a couple of partners say Machine Guns get a title shot at Benford Glory, right? Yeah, and it's a case of them we on no more made up of Taven Bennett and Edwards, and you can make it make it a case of like okay, winners of this trio's match. Get to decide the stipulations for their respective matches. So, if or no more when and Jamie Bennett decide the, the stipulation of the title match, and Ed dictates what the stipulation is for the main event. Mm. I think it's a cool way to add drama because you never know what they might might choose. Because you assume that Josh will pick some stipulation that means that oh, no or no more involvement, or whatever. But Eddie will choose some sort of like no DQ thing, which means that he can have interference to help mm. him in the match. So I think that'd be a good thing because you know, I assume that's what Victory Road will mainly be kind of things to set as the number one contender wise yeah. for Glory two weeks later. So you were going to say something I think we 
Oh no, I've, 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 the point is mute now, it's gone, <laughs> it's gone. But you know what, it was, I can accept the point being gone because your point was so good, Scott. Thank you, thank you. So I, I, will, accept, I will accept my loss of a point. So the good thing about, you were spending more time recently in uh, New Japan is they do these things, that, instead of backstage, where they do backstage comments and throw this big, like, uh, screen with all the New mm. Japan logos and the sponsor, yeah. you guys give, give comments. And basically, you brothers are being like get let loose on these kind of backstage guns. <laughs> they were in a Molly Man match against a comedy wrestler called Toriano who hit both of you brothers in the balls right mm. at the end of the match. And because he's a good guy, Kevin Kelly on commentary always acts like he can't see him cheating, but he'll call it the heel. Like, whenever Toriano low blows, I'm like, hey, my monitor went out. What happened? What do you mean a low blow? <laughs> but anyway, they go backstage and they're shouting, like, he hit me in the balls. He hit me in my very small balls. <laughs> and Carl Anderson went, Yano, do you not know that the big LG is very sensitive about his ever-shrieking scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> his ever-shrinking scrotum. And then they recently came over for the last few days of the G1 uh, tournament because they do these like pre-show like or like, early card matches. And on the final night, they had a two-on-two match. And... They said on commentary, this is the first time those two had a two and two match in a new in New Japan in a Japan ring wow. since February of twenty sixteen. Christ. Yeah. That's a that's a while ago now. That, that's a long, long time. I'd just say a while ago. Yeah. And then also they got the Japan's annual tag team tournament. It goes from like mid to late November to like mid December, so I'm assuming big LG Night might win that. And maybe they'll win it, because the first time they properly teamed together was in the twenty thirteen World Tag League, and they won that as well. And then they went on to win the first of what would be three IWGP tag titles. So now they're three time IWGP tag champs and they're three time Impact champs as well. Good for them. Again, golf clap for them. Well done. See, that's why, again, I like to see them over in, in, in uh, Ring of Honor as well. Because it keeps saying, oh, it's one belt. The Impact belts are one belt. So you've not seen add, add. You've not had the Ring of Honor belts. So <laughs> go, go do that. Go, go, do that. go on. Go do that. Then you can say. Then I will believe that you've won all the bets that you mm-hmm. that you've set out to win. So yeah, good brothers again. Maybe splitting their time, but still a big part of the you know, Bullet Club. Bullet Club still got big friends in in New Japan right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know more. I guess they're sticking around. But also in the main event, we had Josh and he beat Alex like we thought he would, but like nearly half an hour I think they got on this match and what a match what a match, match. What a match. <laughs> I love how we both said yeah. that was saying that what a phenomenal match because they're like there were two matches in the pre-show on the half hour pre-show which I said to my brother like how can WWE nowadays like one of the complaints right now with pre-shows is they don't even ball putting matches on them now yeah you get like an hour of talking and video package which you'll get on the main show yeah. anyway so like how can you have no matches on an hour long pre-show or this is just me they had two nights of two hour pre-shows no matches and yet, in a half an hour, Impact can put two title matches on a half hour piece. Yeah. But and what, main... do we, what do we get on WWE? We get Booker T sitting there with his Whoopi Goldberg hair talking shit. Jerry Lawler acting like he still has an opinion worth hearing. And no, and no one listens to him. No, he doesn't. Well, and, and JBL sitting there on occasion going, huh, well. <laughs> Right, well, that's your contribution, man. Cool. We got like seven matches on the main show of this uh, Impact Plus special, all of which got a significant beer time. Most of them got around at least at least twelve or so minutes. The multi man tag got uh, fifteen minutes, thirteen minutes, and twenty five is what the Jordan Miriam got ma- match got. This mm. match, Alex Shelley, uh, Josh Alexander, twenty seven and a half minutes. Like wow. I said, nearly half. Or they went out there. It was very submission based. We you forget Alex Taylor's got that border city. Yeah, so it looks yeah. very uh, 
Very Rings of Saturn esque. Yeah, very, uh, very um, ground and pound kind yeah. of match, you know. But it was great. I was especially hyped because before this, because I was catching up on some impacts I hadn't seen, and I watched in full that contract signing that mm, they had. Mm. And I was like, I, I don't want Alex Shelley's best. I need him better than his best because if Alex Shelley's best was enough, you would have won a world title by now. No, oh, I know. I was like, you. Cheeky bastard. And he's still a bit like, and Alex said, like, you're just another Alex said, I want to be. He goes, I'll leave you with something because since I'm going to take it, I'll leave you with this. He signs a contract and gives it back to him, like, there's your Alex Shelley autograph, Josh. Yeah. Like, oh, see, fucking sassy. When I watched that promo, at that point, it was like, Shelley's got a chance. I know. And that's the one thing Impact always manage. Yeah. They always manage. Even if you get to the end of the match and you go, ah, well, what, what was going to happen happened. Mm-hmm. Before the finish of that match happens, during contract signings, during the match, whatever, you don't know who's going to win. This is like, even even if you know. Yeah, this is Lee's first defence that I've thought he could lose, or, and even then there's a small part of me right there, somewhere in the back of the head, that partially was the first one I maybe wanted him to lose away because like, it's just like, I love, you love Josh, you love investing and following everything that he did yeah. to get to this point. But uh, Shelly, Shelly, the Shelly story that they told with him against anybody else that they had fucking missed Ellis champion, you'd be 100% behind jo- Alex Shelly. Yeah. Story. But because you've got another face, you've got someone like Josh who, yeah. again, is also a fan fate. You're like, I don't know. Why can't you both have world titles? <laughs> I like you. And then, like, they were doing each other their own submissions. And then I think Alex tried to get the ankle in, And then Josh was going for the border city mm. straight. And it was like back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually, boom, that's he for fucking spike. Yeah. And, and he, do you know when he delivered that? I thought it looked kind of funky because he fell into it. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, dropped him. Yeah, I think it was a case of like, I can't just, a foot forward to the full step, just like, do it, no messing around. Just because, like, at this point, he's been taken probably to the limit by Alex yeah, Shelley. You yeah. need to keep him fucking down. <laughs> and just stay fucking down. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you feel for for Alex Shelley in this. They took their time in the first five or so minutes. I thought, okay, doing it, and then once it ramped up, it really yeah. you were really invested. I was, I was every near fall. I was there for it. Mm-hmm. I was really there for it, and like I said about Josh, I know some people the sentiment would is got kind of turn on because I think he's got one real sentiment out here. I represent Empire Wrestling. I am face of Empire Wrestling and everything. So maybe him losing the belt it would help him in a way against Edwards. But I do think those fans who are kind of getting a bit sick of him don't take his him being an Empire right now for granted because I think it's been one time the last couple of years. You never know when someone might suddenly boom, just be gone from Impact. So don't don't take this thing for granted because you never know how long we're going to have. But as dedicated as I know he said he signed a multi-year deal but Things, a lot can happen. Things change, priorities yeah. for some people change. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's around the biscuit tin. The <laughs> biscuit tin, yes. Hopefully more biscuits, you'd hope. I don't even have a tin. <laughs> so you don't even have biscuits? No. No biscuits? What did you mention? Biscuits? You no, have biscuits. no biscuits, no booze, no women. <laughs> oh. Women. Men. <laughs> booze. Biscuits. Women. Men? Men? More biscuits? <laughs> anyway, 
But again, the rest of the show, you had uh, talking about machine guns. You had Saban teaming with Alex Haley's other old partner, uh, Kushida, against VVD. Mm. I don't know why, like, but like, it's more of a hindsight thing where I look back and I'm thinking, why, how did I not see that VVD were obviously going to win? <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Kushida and everything. Nope, six-time IWGP junior champ, I think it is, two-time tag champ. Loved, loved Kushida, put up with boring ass, but come on, we're only going to beat EY. The weird thing is that he's back to the future, Gary, that uh, Kushida kind of has, weirdly is more popular in up to the West than it is in Japan, even though he's a popular in Japan, it's not for that look, that look. Yeah. I think it's just for his matches. And legit got a bit of an MMA background as well. I think he was undefeated as well. Yeah. I mean, he only had like a handful of fights, but they were either wins for him or draws. That would probably explain why it wasn't him that took the finish. Yeah. Because like he does that Kimura look where obviously a lot of people may have seen like people like Brock Lesnar when that's a legit like MMA hold. Yeah. He does it the, the hoverboard look. <laughs> <laughs> like, and because he's like so much smaller than most of the opponents, the way he can flip around and then catch you with it and mm. then bring it in. I, think, <coughs> I got the chance to see Kushida alive. In 2019, which I was very happy yeah. about. Where did you see him? I see him at ICW. He's kind of a last minute thing. Like okay. last minute, like, hey, look, yeah, Kushida. Because he was still in X- he was in NXT at the time, but because ICW had that relationship with, with WWE and everything, yeah. Uh, so they managed to get him in at the last minute, and he was in the main event spot. He won as well because, well, he's a WWE guy. Of course, he wasn't gonna lose. Yeah. But he came in, and I was very really happy. And he's going back after the junior in Japan. He's fighting a guy who's in book called Taiji Ishimori. Yeah. Who is one of the guys in one of his last matches? He lost the junior belt uh, to Ishimori in his initial run. So they kind of put him over as one of the new guys in the division when he left, and now he's back. And he said, In one way or another, I want to be with New Japan for the rest of my career. So he's like, Now I'm back to fight you again for that belt. Hmm. So, anyway. so he, was he known as Kushida when he was in the D? Uh, yeah. The way to be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's one of the few people who they never thought at any point to change his name, and thankfully he got it before <laughs> cool. before they thought to change his name. Cool. Yeah, like I said, Eric Young coming out. I like the wee thing between him and Diener, and, and uh, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, basically berating them for going after Josh, and he wasn't yeah. there. Like, well, we thought this is what you wanted. Like, no, I said, you know, I told you, if anyone's going to take that belt from Josh, it's going to be me. Mm. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm world champ. You guys can fight for the tag belts or whatever, but I'm the main. I'm the main guy in this group, and don't you fucking forget it. I'm, I'm the man. I'm the designer, as he said. Yes. Don't fuck. We also, like I said, we had, uh, was mentioned, we had Bandido and Ray Horse in that AAA showcase. That was match. phenomenal. I mean, like I say, I was watching that match a little drunk, a little high, <laughs> and when Bandido... Your default setting, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I was in default. <laughs> but when he lefted him off that turnbuckle with one hand... I was tapping Brian on the shoulder. I was like, look, look what he did. He did an, an amazing thing. And I can't, I can't remember the name of Bandido's friendship, but the one he won with where his points bent over near the ropes, he flips over and bounces mm. his legs off the ropes, a big German suplex. Yeah, yeah, I love that move. Yeah, so Bandido... He, try, he tried to pull that off, like, several times during the match to <laughs> get fucking it, and then he finally gets it, and you're like, boom, There were a few times where I felt like, oh, I didn't look too gross, but like, you think of this style, these kind of guys in AAA and that wrestling that literally where yeah, they yeah. how I obtain how a lot of it relies on jumping off the ropes, which can, as people said, are very slippery and you can easily slip on them. So, like I said, I've never stepped, I've never I've stepped in a ring, but kind of casually because I was happened to be, I was lucky enough to be an extra in a film where yeah. there was a, 
a wrestling scene in it. Did you step in the ring and go up to the rope and go? No, I got ah. to get. I got to step in the ring and people were one of the guys, my pal Fag, who was around. I was impressed by the way I got in because I was kind of leaning on it. Because <laughs> I just pulled myself up, leaned in, right, I'm up to the rope. Nice. Ropes I found are not as easy to pull down as you may think. No, they're very hard. Yeah. Very so trying hard. to get in, I basically got told as I was coming, mind your boss as you come <laughs> to the rope. Uh, so like, I've been in a way, but I've not actually ever trained to be a wrestler, so I can't really. I'm trying my oh, yeah. best not to judge. You know, the man. Have you ever tried to be a manager? No. I feel like I may. Or, have, or I a like, valet. I feel like I'd make a good one. Manager, it's maybe not valet. No, I don't think you. I don't think you would suit the dress. <laughs> I can cut down. I'm like Pat Patterson, size six, maybe. Yeah, but no, man, don't <laughs> don't do that to yourself or anyone else. Anyway, the world could the world couldn't take it. I want to see more about Judo, and about he was in the six way as well. Yeah, by extension, he was kind of really slightly because of how new he was. But like, yeah, oh, wow, I'm I'm seeing this to impact right now because I know Scott tomorrow is this. Hopefully. Yeah, he does. He loves us. Hey, Scott. <laughs> but, hey, Scott. Hi. <laughs> but, but like, Scott the War, Bandido, Mike Bailey, Exhibition Title, Book It, You Cowards. Yes. Yeah. Bitches. Book It. Because then he, he fought off. Uh, Book It. He Book fought, it off, he fought off Jack Evans in a solid match. Yeah. Again, he's managed to make that Ultima, that flip into the knees, uh, come out of nowhere. And not again. Always looks so shocked when he when he wins. What's he gonna look? What face he's gonna pull when he eventually loses that bill? Yes, he's gonna look like Macaulay Culkin. He'll be like, oh no, I no longer have the prestige. <laughs> oh no, I I am shamed. I am wounded. Yes, he was he was standing there in the ring going. Ah. Ah. What, what did you think of the whole thing with Steve Macklin and Ben and uh, Sammy Callan? Because there may be the second match on the show, and they brought to the crowd. Then they interrupted later on at a missed interview and they were going through the crew. No, actually, there was a thing with Kenny King. He was in the yeah. ring. Then he ran through it. He's like, hey, I'm in the ring here. I liked the fucked up build towards it. Yeah. And I liked the ending of it for two reasons. Mm-hmm. I loved that Sammy won. And I loved that even though Macklin got beat, he was no pussy, man. He, he was fucking zip-tied yeah. at the back and ready to get smacked in the skull. Mm. And he just spat blood on Sammy and went, fuck you. I think, I, think was, I really thought he was going to win that match. Well, like, I, I this show showed that other than the main event, yeah. I, I know fuck all about the booking don't, practices don't, of Impact Wrestling. Don't you think like, where Sammy's like, fucking slapping him in the face like, you want a war? You got a war, bitch! And he's like, fuck you! And boom, like, done. <laughs> I really think it's a big like kind of test for man. Like he's not gonna lose, but like look how much of a fucking badass this guy can be. Ah, oh, totally. And I think we talked about it, we didn't seem too optimistic about it, you know, kind of continuing. But you know, as long as it, at least at some point towards the end, Spatling gets like a showcase win, which again eventually sets them up for title contendership. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm happy with that. Because hell, there's nothing to say he has to go in the world title team right away. Because I know Josh teased in an interview, I listened to him and. But he can go back after the X Division belt. Ah, I, know we're, yeah, I remember yeah. we were so certain he was going to beat Trey, but he didn't. Yeah. But he could, he could easily beat Mike Bailey. He should have beat Trey. Yeah. No, Trey. Trey, nobody likes you, Trey. <laughs> nobody likes you. Everybody else in X Division, yeah. Yeah. No, physically, in ring, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But character wise, he's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like the thing you. You wipe your feet on as you step in your house. <laughs> and you use shit. 
Not as a wrestler. You know, you're feeling shit before you enter the house. Well, you want your feet on a crappy mat, don't you? Well, clean, get a clean mat. Don't wipe it on the seat. You're going to jack shit into the house. Oh, you're ruining my whole point. You you ruined your own point. Oh, shut up. You shut up. You shut up. Ooh, shut up. Hi, Scott. Hi. <laughs> anyway, one, one more match to talk about uh, from the show. And I think this is the best match. I've not just seen it for an impact, but just in, to- in general. And I talk about Mia Yim. Oh, yes. Because wasn't wasn't too sold on Mia Yim for the most part, I don't think. Mia Yim. And then, and then she lost uh, to join the gig, so they got 13 and a half minutes. Very solidly. Mm. Looking at the stuff they were doing off the top. Oh, the big, the big yeah, sunset clips and yeah, things like that. Yeah, and, and Jordan didn't drop anyone. Yeah. Or clumsily hold them up and go, Oh no. What have I got to do? Do I do I do I injure them? <laughs> okay, I will do it. Yeah, Mia Yin kicking out the muscle buster, she had her finisher, which I can't remember the name of. It's called it's called Mia Yim's finisher. Yeah. Someone should just do that for their finisher. What is it, what is it called? Insert name, finisher. Yes. Uh, what, what what do you call your finisher? Just called my finisher. <laughs> or or a barrier, you should say. What's, what's the move called? The move with no name. <laughs> so what's this move called? Mm-hmm. Move has no name. It is just move. It win matches. Lots uh, of finishers say move win matches move. <laughs> and then when someone kicks out, you sh- I'm shocked. This move win matches. Win move did not win match. <laughs> Oh no, Move did not win much. Very sad. Well, oh, why, why are we saying like weird Russian people? Because we like Masha Slamovich. Yes, and she came out and she's probably <laughs> going to kill. You got the battle of the muscle buster and the grave driver against her weird version of the snowplow. But she shouldn't be called the snowplow when she uses it. She should have a better, more badass name for it. The Russian snowplow. <laughs> Whatever snowplow is in Russian, call it that. The Soviet spike. And Soviet Russia. Snow plows you. <laughs> <laughs> In Soviet Russia, car forks you. I'm really getting sick of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have. So, so yeah, Masha be set up. Similarly, maybe a bit for going to fight Jordan for the title. We have probably Betty and Bear are gonna walk in as tie giants. Eddie v. Josh, I believe. I'm assuming they'll bring back the call your shot gone, and that's usually a guarantee. Probably something with Macklin and, and Sammy and everything. So, Sammy will win that, you know. Yeah. Call your shot. Could be. Maybe, maybe I Macklin mean, uh, won. Mm, Macklin. Well, I think all of them are in with the win it, but yeah, I could see. Macklin uh, or Sammy? Yeah, I know Mrs. went for Macklin, I think he could definitely be a contender. If, he, if he wasn't gone, Morrissey would win it. Yeah. Why did you go? I don't know. <laughs> I really think, in terms of the Tommy Machine Guns, if you want to see contenders, I really think a cool push as a tag team for Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Yeah. would be pretty cool. That'd be cool. I'd get to see more of mm-hmm. them. Especially more of Ace Austin. <laughs> I like him. Ace of Bay, that's what you call him. <laughs> I just call him hot. <laughs> that's what I call him. He's just tasty him. Inevitable finesse, that's what you call him. Or is that their finisher name? That's what their finisher should be. If they had one. Like a tie team finisher. I don't know what their tie team finisher would be. That'd be a great name for a finisher. Yeah. Inevitable finesse. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 
Or the you get a golf clap. Well, because it's called the art finesse. This is not as good. The art of inevitability. That's not too complex. It's too wordy. Too many syllables in that. Art of inevitability. <laughs> that sounds like a weird art house film, doesn't it? AOE. <laughs> yeah. AOE. Art of inevitability. Not to be confused with the EOP. Those are people who run wrestling promotions that don't even run shows. That'd be a good name for their fucking team. AOE. AOE, yeah, that'd be great. Good. Art of inevitability. Mm. Well, yeah, These people you go, ooh, it's mysterious and kind of cool and look at their cute butts. Like, well, I would. Well, Art of inevitability, all, like I said, also sounds like a weird art horse film. Like, ooh, it's in black and white. Nothing happens until the last 10 minutes, but you must watch it when the must watch films of the year. Oh, yes. So, yes, you, yes. But then a you know, normal person will go see it and be like Bernard when he goes to cinema and nothing and doesn't realise it's shit. Like, went to see <laughs> this boring film and nothing happens for two hours. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. It's finished. Everyone looks pissed. <laughs> and I remember watching one of his stand-ups with Dylan Moore and he like, he's like, I woke up one of his friends, he's always up in the... <laughs> he's always talking to me about this new show. So I was like, oh, you need to watch this new Finnish drama. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's entirely in, entirely in Finnish. And you have three, three detectives on a hut in a frozen lake. <laughs> Two of them are speaking language each other. The other one's bipolar. <laughs> But you need to watch it in its original language, otherwise you lose all the nuance. <laughs> like, he's one of those people. Yeah, I don't like those people. <laughs> anyway. You, but, you lose all the nuance if you can if you can actually understand it. Well, usually they have subtitles. My mum and dad are always bit those subtitled detective dramas. Things. Oh, yeah, subtitles. Yeah. But if you didn't have any subtitles, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> So anyway, that thing that completely covers impact and everything. We got a fair bit of WWE as well, but woot, woot, how do you like that? Anyway, we don't know what's going to happen because we know these teams are coming up in a week and shortly, and we don't know anything confirmed for Victory Road. But but next time we talk about impact, we're hoping to do episodes run about a week or so ahead of <coughs> Burn for Glory. Thank you. So that we can you know do some actual predictions for the show and have a clear picture of what we think may actually happen. Sammy Callahan will win everything. Except for the world title, that might be one by idea, but then Sammy can win it from him, and then he'll have everything. And then there will, there will be much rejoicing and craziness. Yeah. Because Madman Fulton will come back. Yeah, I have no idea where the fuck he is. Jake something will come back. You bought. That's a shame. <laughs> I mean, Fulton would be a good team. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. That is Empire Wrestling. We thank you for, for listening. Sorry it took several days, as we said before. You know, perfection takes time, people. Yes, yes, it does. But We we don't really know what perfection is, but we're sure it takes time too. One of, one of these days we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what perfection is, and then we will we will try it. And if it takes several days, then fair enough. So be it. And if it takes more than several days, we'll maybe just leave it alone. Yeah, it's not worth <laughs> it. Well, perfection, but not that much. Well, but... We hope it's not perfect perfection, but we have a lot of other shows that you can check out, and hopefully they'll be good enough for you guys to listen to. Yeah. If you're looking for more stuff in your ears, if you like, a, if you enjoy going on regular long walks or you have long drives, listen to some of these shows to help pass the time. Yeah, especially given that most of the shows we do end up going at least longer than they should be. Yeah, because so, we we talk a lot. Time will fly before you even know it. Now, I will finish this show before you sign off with a bramble, sweetie. Once again, Paul's trying to get people to sponsor. It's not happening. No, I'm just saying I enjoy bramble sweeties. I am. A, I am a, no sponsoriness today. I'm just eating a bramble tasting sweetie. Hmm. But we have other shows like here. We have a recent episode of Frasier that went up, and we have other shows 
we have uh, our Rogue Arts Magic video on Rogue Opinions. This uh-huh. show is also available on Rogue Opinions and our own feed, both uh-huh. wherever you can get your podcast. We have a recent episode. I think we're about to continue hearing this. We'll have done our King of the Rings show, and I think the following episode of Madden should be out with another one, hopefully, to follow as we're hot on the trail towards Philly Loaded 2000. Hot on the trail. Hot on the trail. What a time to be watching the WF in the year 2000, and seemingly a good time to be watching it now, as seemingly, you know, it's becoming popular again. Not as, not as crossover as it is in 2000, but fingers yeah, crossed. Remind there. me again, um, second last or last we're doing next? For the Fully Loaded? Oh no, we still got like three episodes before Fully Loaded. No, I'm saying when we get to the Fully Loaded, will that be where will that be the last of the Fully Loaded or the second no, that, last? No, no, that is the last of the Fully Loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they only ever did three. They were going to do one in 2001, then, oh, we have WCW, but let's do, let's do it now. What do we call it? Invasion. <laughs> What's it about? It's about an invasion. Ooh. Ah, mm. ah, uh-huh, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> But you can also keep up with what we're doing uh, at SB Rambling on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast, or on Rogue Vines, Rogue on Square Vines, on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and Instagram. Instagram as well. Food, how do you like that? Yes. Stop <laughs> <laughs> trying to make that happen. It's not happening. It did, because I just did it. Uh, coming up soon, we'll have our retrospective about the European tale. Finally going to finish that off. And we've got some other ideas coming out soon. More retrospectives will be around out 2022. Some very interesting ones. Not telling you what they are just yet. So there we go. And we thank you for joining in. And Paul, who on the Impact roster, whose theme song should we play out with? Sammy's. We've done Sammy's a bunch of times. Okay. Macklin's. Okay then. Don't remember what his sounds like, but okay. That's what. That's why it will be a surprise to you too. It's a surprise to me at the time of recording, but by the time you hear this, I will already know, and you're about to know right now. So till next time, enjoy Steam Mac and Steam. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>